Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Guardians of the Dominion, your official, unofficial Vampire Academy podcast, where you talk about everything related to the Vampire Academy universe, including the novels and adaptations it's inspired. Currently, we are talking about Peacock's Vampire Academy show, holding it close to my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am your host, Theo, a.k.a. your very sensual ice cube. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's me. And now it's time for the other hosts to introduce themselves. There's no Peyton. <laughs> Hi, Amina. This time I'm introducing myself first because we don't have Peyton, um, who's feeling a bit sick, but she might pop in later. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, I'm Bryn, and it threw me off that Peyton isn't here. It's okay, we missed it. She'll come later, maybe, maybe not. You'll find out, not us, but, you know. Um, <laughs> wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. I hope she does. But yeah, I'm Bryn. That's it. That's all you need to know about me. I'm Carmen. My brain is not working. And apparently my internet isn't either. All right, great. Shall I start us? <laughs> if you want to. In a perfectly organized mood today. Uh, so, uh, first we start with actually a scene I really love, which is the voiceover of Janine's email um, instead of the book's facts about uh, the mark. I will not pronounce the name of the mark because I can't do it. I think it's Monia, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Monia, but. So, yes, uh, we have the voiceover and then we also have. The Lisa and Rose hug, which is a scene I'm very, very fond of. Um, I think it's really cute, and it's nice to see that they really made Lisa support Rose in the adaptation uh, rather than like in the in the book where it's a bit, it's a bit different. So I like that this they had like this little intimate moment um, before the ceremony. Um, so yeah, that's what we start with. It's, um, it's so interesting that. What was I saying about like Janine is so like the way she like tries to mother Rose, but like it's so bad at it. Like she's yeah. like, this is, instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry about your friend dying, or like you have to kill your friend, like all these things. She's like, Yeah, so you're gonna get this um tattoo and um it's an honor. So, yeah, she's like, like, You should be proud of yourself for murdering yeah. your closest <laughs> friend and mentor. Yeah, the, the psychology is isn't quite bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Lacking she's, a little bit. She's trying. She's trying. You know. She's like, hey, this she is a good out. thing. You know, this actually reached out. She was like, you did it. She's actually just been silent. <laughs> the least she could do was think of her daughter. Yeah. Um. Uh. I love. Like. I think I love Cece always, but I think she particularly brings it in this episode in many different ways. And the scene with the mark right after, I think she does really great. Like, there's so much sadness and a sort of haunted quality on her face especially during like the flashback montage and the um, the exchange she has like she looks at uh she she looks like Kieran like Rose looks at Dimitri um and it's just like there's a lot that passes I feel in that uh, in that one look um I also think it's interesting because we get to see a bit more of Alberta and how she's like keeping them away from each other and trying to to keep the um this strict attitude of the guardians in this, so he can't he can't go comfort her or anything. Uh, but yeah, I thought Cici did really really well in that whole scene where you can sort of feel the panic grow um, uh, as uh, she remembers uh, Mikael as her friend, um, and she realizes she's getting the mug because she killed him. Yeah, that's a really good scene. 
Also, that needle looks huge. <laughs> I imagine I know, but the little needle looks enormous. And uh, I find it interesting because, like, they've made it even more um, kind of like within the cultural bounds. With um, they bless the needle, like they see Alberta seems to be like giving some sort of benediction to it. Yeah, um, I've included more church stuff there as well. I just wish we knew what she says. Um, but yeah, um... I, I think the show does more with like the whole combining like the religion with the uh, society or however. <laughs> Is it what is it like church and state or whatever they called it yeah and the, and the history books <laughs> i think yeah, the show yeah. le leans more into that than the books did mm -hmm. in my opinion i also think it's interesting because now you kind of see kind of what the like the society expects of the dampiers mm -hmm. because instead of like having given her a day to grieve or like giving her you know like a month to be like no you lost somebody like hey time is a luxury okay they can't give her a month for grieving not a month but you know what i meant like a time but like it's so interesting because like with Alyssa um thing right before that where she's like talking to her and they're like she's like you know she's like i killed mikhail and she's like no he was a stroke boy like it, it's okay and so they don't give her time to like adjust to the fact that like it's mikhail like you know what i mean they are like he's a stroke boy he's not but, a person you know what i and just thought of Alyssa got to leave for three months after her family died That's what yeah. I see. like <laughs> Like the, that's a whole thing with the royals. And, but like, the dampiers, yeah. like they, they they don't ca like count. They're expendable, yeah. so they, yeah, we don't grieve them. They're, they're like expensive. Like yeah. they don't. They have the ceremony. They have their whole thing, and then it's like, oops, yeah. So you get a you get a little mark, and you have to go back to doing your thing. And it's they need therapy. They don't need a mark, okay? <sighs> they need they to have a therapist therapy. on campus. Therapy very badly, and in the books, it's a thing. So we'll see if it comes back uh, if we manage to get season two but i did like that they got a bit into the uh, the ptsd aspect of it and then i like i like that like this scene where she has the panic attack is framed within two scenes of lisa taking care of rose like we have right before when lisa supports her before the ceremony and then right after in the church where once again she's there to pick her back up and like she's reassuring her um and telling her i love the way she says you you saved us rose i, I really know. like how involved she is um in like rose's path to recovery um i also think it's like sissy and danny have a really good chemistry and the way they play off each other is really lovely and like there's that moment when uh, lisa is telling her you saved us like you, you did the right thing and rose tries to change the subject um and lisa kind of gives in like you can see she knows rose is changing the subject but she's also like okay fine well, for now we'll do this and we'll yeah. talk about something different and i just really really like the little exchange they have the little chat it's very natural it's uh, and we get an adrian mention um yeah also okay i don't like adrian but i was so excited this whole episode yeah. i don't know his, his whole like like the way they like set him up is so fun that's not what i was talking about i was talking about like like every time i watch rose and lissa's relationship on screen i always compare it to the books and even though they're like younger they're like 16 17 whatever it's so interesting because book Lissa would have been like, you know what, I'm 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 gonna engage with Jesse and let's talk about that instead of being like, oh, you like you're going through something traumatic. Let's talk about that instead. They're so much mature and, and the way their friendship is so much more equal. Like even if it's not like Dampier, they're not equal in terms of like where they how their society is like 
setting them up, but they're equal in the sense that they they care about each other so much that they're like, let's talk about you instead of me. You know what the, I mean? The constant booklessa slander. <laughs> yeah. Do not like booklessa. I'm sorry. Uh, she's just so she makes me so mad. But like, I like her character so, growth, but not yeah. Like, it does grow a lot, life. but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's very satisfying. Like. Uh, in the book, uh, there's that scene where she says, next time you have a crazy idea and you want to run away, you take me with you. Uh, mm -hmm. But I like that we're straight to that already. Yeah, we, we already, we already there. I there don't are... need the before, like, it's fine. I'm happy where I'm at, thanks. And I think also, like, Danny gave a very soft, deep, um, like, almost poetic side to Lisa. So I think it, it works well. Um, instead of, like, being very self-centered, I think she's extremely naive. Uh, in the show potentially even more than she is in the books and we will talk about that again later because a lot of naivety on this spot in this episode do you think um so this is like a more broader question but do you think it's because her parents died a lot or later in her life than she did, like they did because they died at 15 in the book so she had to grow mm -hmm. up uh, pretty fast and then yeah, she died i think it's possible and she hasn't lived on her own two years in yeah. the human world with lisa so like that probably also makes you like a bit less naive you have to realize yeah. a lot of stuff See, you, you already know this about me but i like book lissa because i think she sucks <laughs> and that's what i like about her <laughs> this is why i like christian because he sucks yeah so i think we're all like the, it's like lissa to me is how people see christian in the show too because i'm just like i love show lissa but also i want her to have a little more flaws <laughs> i need yeah. her to have more faults yeah no. wait is the next scene um the walk with, um, because I want to talk about the walk he did with, is it Alice or is it Diana? Did we ever pick the name? Oh, Diana. Uh, so Diana. Have the cops getting ready. Where did you get Alice from? Oh, yeah, the red. Okay, okay. I'm jumping ahead. She I, gets Alice from the books. In the books, she's named Alice. But no, first we, oh, it's this the same is in, person? A, in a while. Uh, this is in a while, that sequence you're talking about. First, we have the cops getting ready, um, which is actually, uh, Theo just used the word expandable. And this is a scene where Sonia says, Tempios are expandable. Um, and Victor in this scene is, is like he's very right um, and you like I rooted a lot for what he was saying in that scene I was like I agree completely we just don't agree on how we're doing it mm -hmm. but I agree completely um, I love Mia's outfits and makeup hair in this scene this is beyond the point but also and I like the conversation this is there's a, like a nice a glimpse which is a bit to me it, it's a bit reminiscent of episode 3 uh, between Sonia and Mia it's interesting because the last time we saw them, Sonia was telling her, you don't want to see me happy. And she was very, very negative. Um, but suddenly, and it's only been a few days, she's telling me about like she should enjoy her time with Meredith and she's being really soft to her sister. It's, um, and it's interesting here again, because Sonia is shown caring for Victor, um, not by hate, by like healing him with magic, but by being the one that handles the preparation of the mess. So it's like she's always... Kind of, in one way or another, she's always kind of having a caring um, slash carer uh, role uh, for him. And then we have Mia called for the punishment and Robert's reaction, which is actually why I had my little evil Robert thoughts that he was like a, 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 a zealot or something. Um, yeah, like and yeah, I... it's an interesting scene. But yeah, but it's so funny because um, you were, I'll be honest with you, I didn't remember the scene of Robert where he's like, talking about like oh this is a sin it's forbidden so when you ever tell brought up robert i'll be like he seems fine to me like yeah that was yeah yeah i was like he's cool i don't know what this what this thought is but then like watching it this this episode i was kind of shocked because i was like i'm using magic like i get 
I get why they have to like show that side because that is the normal society. Like, mm-hmm. you know, magic is a sin. That's why we don't use it. Like, you know, people are always like, why don't we it's use magic? It's a systemic issue. They're just, they just that's how they're conditioned to see know, it. But when all of your when all of your like leading characters are all against the rule, Robert's yeah. the crazy person. <laughs> like, when every single one of them is like, we're fighting or like we're doing this, then you're like, Robert, what are you doing? Like, keep I mean, I think it stems from him being non-royal, I believe. Like, he's a non-royal. He has to toe the line more than royals do. And he knows that Mia wants to be a royal, but isn't. So I think it's that side of him wanting to protect his kids, being like, I know what life is for non-royals. Like, we're, we're lucky because of who, who Victor is within this dominion. But still, like, we are non-royals. We have to protect ourselves. And this is something we are not allowed to do. Yeah, Robert, defense group. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Robert is a non-royal. He, but he, it's just so, it's so weird when you see it with everybody else. Because they're all fighting the system in different ways. And he's like, the yeah. system? And you're like, oh, Robert. He's like, what system? <laughs> he's like, I'm living normally. Like, all of you guys are weird. I'm live, laugh, loving right now. Yeah, but... Um, more mild and I think he's just like stuck I think yeah he's probably mm-hmm. stuck that's he's the way he cares for his daughters well now he has a crazy daughter and a potentially dead husband so let's let's see what if we get season two I'd love to know more about him because like he's always gone for work and stuff but I think he's such an interesting character mm-hmm. in he such is. a unique he is. position I also think that to be fair though on him he must not be like that like into the system because he is married to Victor and has me and Sonia's daughters like he he raised them just as much as Victor did no I don't know (laughs) I'm not gonna he seems to have been more of like the he seems to have been more of like the the close parent of the two like like because Victor's busy okay he's Mm. yeah (laughs) I don't know what I was going with that we'll go back to but like in episode nine, Mia gets kidnapped and like her dad is nowhere. <laughs> like, nowhere to be found. Um, so, so yeah, like there's there's a lot in this scene and I find it really really interesting. Um, and then we have a, a sequence I love, which is the arrival of the royals for the tour in Portugal. I love the music. The instrumental is gorgeous. Um, with the queen talking over it and the decor is so pretty. I also love the costume. It was very black swan. I really enjoyed it. Um, and Victor looks great in pale pink I have in my notes which he oh, does I just love this whole aesthetic I, I like to make fun of the dresses not the okay not the dresses I love them. okay I think everyone looks great but like the frilly neck thingies make me laugh yeah the frilly <laughs> neck thingies are funny but yeah just I take them off and it would look so much better it's all very black swanish and there's a lot of BTS content from this from Louisa uh, from Louisa real. looks great in this episode. And she looks beautiful. She looks so hot. Beautiful. She looks amazing. Um, she does. I love, I love a good choker. Nicely, it leads me nicely into the Meredith in a suit, <laughs> and everybody in a suit. They look uh, so good in suits. Oh my god. <laughs> they look so good. Um, and I love the way her hair is done up too. Yeah, like, me too. Oh my god, her and Rose look great. And uh, Sonia and Lisa look also like like freaking Disney princesses and like the pale pink and the. Pale I need pink. Lisa to take that neck thing off ASAP. Mm-hmm. I, Stop know, putting her in ugly. But neck like things. the the crowns, the flowers, the pastels, it's so pretty. Uh, there's this whole like thing with Jesse and Lisa. Uh, Lisa is like obviously manipulating him. Uh, but you know it works. What a what a girl uh, boss. 
Like, yeah. you know, when she's like, he, I'll talk to somebody who has some real power. Um, so, yeah, I think Love that for her. Great. it's a really interesting scene because I think it it's probably one of the first times we really, really get to see in a, a group environment the dynamic between the novices and the people that are their age but are royal. So, like, Lisa and Sonia are being fed canapes uh, while they are on the side and just having to hear all this awful stuff being said about them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, um, uh, you like they hear all these awful stuff, right? Like the novices, like they're like like glaring at all of them. Mm-hmm. But like Lisa and like all of them are just so used to it, and they're like, you know, yeah, we're moving past it. We have to do my our thing. We have to do like our campaigning. And so like to them, it's like normal. And to the novices, they're like, is this what they do every day? Like it's just so crazy to them. I, it's just so interesting. I'd be so bored. Like I don't want to go to another party, Dad. <laughs> I, I would enjoy it, I think, but it depends on the people there. If it's all Mason's dad, it's not going to work out. No, I'm too introverted for that. I'd be like, I'd go there for like an hour and then i go home. Then or I'd hide in the bathroom and cry. I have to defend <laughs> my baby. Mia does not overcomplicate things. Her color coding is perfectly clear, and Sonia just can't <laughs> read. It's like, it's very easy. <laughs> like, it's just very easy. Every time I'm like, no, she doesn't. It's perfect. I love color coding. <laughs> you just... <laughs> it's true. Why'd, you, why'd you come after Sonia like that? No, <laughs> because, because she's like, Mia always makes everything okay. just complicated. It's Sonia perfectly... is like the artistic type, okay? And then she is. So, but also, her alone. on her side, I'm on her side because, listen, I don't want to read all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, give me the sports notes. is the type of person I She's not in the right headspace, okay? That too. She's not in the right headspace. But also, like... That's okay, true. Do you need information? Right? You need to find Dane's necklace. I'm not going to go all the way to the Z, look for his name, look for his thing, and then do that and be like, picture, yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm Dane's not going to go to, like, the, the Dane's necklace tragic backstory I don't section. know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not doing that. And then, like, okay, imagine, like, I, Victor's, like, waited there for, like, two minutes, being like, hey, we have to go. Tatiana already got him. Like, Tatiana's already there. Like, you're looking for Dane's necklace. Tatiana, she, like, moved past. Like, we have to I go. can just imagine her going to the party, just, like, scrolling. And, like, <laughs> she's, like, to be oh. fair, also, this is irrelevant, but Jonathan looks so cute and is absolutely adorable. She's so hot. <laughs> like, it, she's so hot and adorable. Like, she's both. Yeah, it's it's just I mean, the greatest. And it's, I love it's hard for Jeanette not to look to good. She looks good. She literally is like a real life Disney princess. Yes, she is. Like she belongs yeah. in like a, a Disney movie. Like it's crazy. She Please. needs like birds singing with her. And, but I love the aura bit, and I find it really interesting that in this version, like at least in Sonia's version of the aura reading, she seems to be tapping into memories. Mm-hmm. more than into thoughts or personality is that what it was, that I, was I think so i, I think know. it's extracts of memories that she's hearing like cold I, thought, I thought it was um like not fears because dane's echo doesn't make sense. maybe it is maybe it is fears because dane's echo's fear is for jesse to ruin the house like do you know what i mean so i think yeah, what they're You're afraid right. like, oh jesse's afraid of his dad you're right like, that sounds like it could be bad yeah so That's either cool. memories or it's fears either way it's Maybe she can like focus on certain aspects of somebody, and like she focused on their fears. Like, I mean, in the books, they did explore. Uh, was it with Oksana that she could sometimes tap into people's minds, and like mm-hmm. what they were yeah, thinking? Yeah, yeah, she could. So That's maybe it's something Oksana similar. Something is something similar. Maybe something similar with like. Oh, she's tapping into like kind of, of their surface thoughts because that would also make yeah. sense. 
because like <laughs> both of both of those things like uh, the both of things that she heard both seem like things that are probably like in their like unconscious like running like anxiety in both of their mm -hmm. minds maybe for mm -hmm. different reasons so maybe that's how she could tap into them it just would have been so interesting to explore more of it like i just yeah. so we can figure out what it is because like now i'm like sunny's getting like you know also the colors like i am so intrigued by their colors i'm like i don't know what they mean but let's I, only, I only know what gold what the yellow means <laughs> at least so it's not yellow it's like gold it's like the spirit it's a spirit aura and purple is explained i believe in bloodlines but i don't remember right now sorry this is important uh, sorry my sister has been having some issues um so nick also in this scene uh, there's irene and i find her so interesting and i love her character and also the the actress is wonderful um she's tatiana's great aunt i believe great aunt i think um and they have a great back and forth there with tatiana and it's kind of interesting because irene seems sort of on tatiana's side because there's like a filial loyalty but at the same time she doesn't really seem to approve too much there's a sort of tension um, I also love the song choice where in the middle of the of the silence Sonia is hearing all these things about Guardians and Mikel and he goes why did he die did he die did he die and I think that's just great it's like it's coming from Sonia's brain uh, it's really on point and then we have Mason's dad who's a dick with silly hair with silly hair I love the overlaying of the noises listening to Tanya being horrible about Guardians and testing more regularly and she's like those were seasoned guardians as if like seasoned guardians must mean they're better so surely if once we go we kill them it's like i don't know i thought her argument didn't make a lot of sense uh, and i love that we get to see eddie and the three of them are in order of height which is funny and when i think there's dean also on the side uh probably still writing his gossip girl book um and we have this is going to be my first one for today but as far as Rian goes, this is one of my favorite deliveries with Slimy Faka. Um, I love that. I love that line so much. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and it's nice they gave Rose some time to like explore her grief, I think. Uh, in this episode, we can we can like see her process through things and she's thinking about how she's close to where Mikael grew up and stuff like this. And I think it's nice to see her working through those connections and trying to hang on to whatever there is left of Mikael while he's died, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, I think that was really good. Um, but I'm really, I really love Irene. So I hope that if slash when uh, we manage to get a season two, we get a lot more of her because I think she's a super interesting character and her dynamic with Tatiana is I think really, really complex. Um, so that's a fun, a fun dynamic to explore. So then we have a scene that is almost comical to me, uh, which is Jesse showing up and being like, yes, we have to leave, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it sounded Eddie's... exactly like him. <laughs> right? <laughs> and Eddie is so done with the whole situation. And Rose then goes to get the relocation duty. And she's being a badass and she's totally right. She so deserves to be on relocation duty and like her talents are wasted and whatnot. But the moment when she's like, so who's head of command? And Dimitri shows up once again out of nowhere. The, the man truly channels Edward Cullen in this few episodes. Um, and he's like, I am. I was so confused. 
why they were acting so fucking weird. I was so confused. I was like, why are you, why are you being this way? And then it turns out that there was a scene in episode five where he almost kissed her, but that was cut. And so that's why they were yeah. being super awkward. Like I the- mean, even they were pretty close. Like anyways, like at the end yeah, of the exactly. last episode. So you could just chalk it up to that. Yeah, he looks so bashful. Like it's me. Hi. I'm yeah, sorry. he was probably like I was touching her too much. My forehead was like so close to her. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry I exist. Sorry for breathing. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry I was in your personal space. <laughs> I kind of love that scene. Um, it's it's really good. It's just the whole thing is really funny. Um, and then back to the ball, we have Silva, my love, obviously. Looking amazing. <laughs> um, I think this is the um the first time I recognized Silver. Like I didn't. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this when like, you were like, oh yeah. It's yeah, enough. when she came back, I was like, oh, so like she's important. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I said. <laughs> she's still there. I also look, love how she says one bloody uh, when asking for what. So he says she says one bloody. He turns around so fast. He's I like, know. Oh. <laughs> is it you and i think it's interesting because jesse's being super rude but through the rudeness you can see like he's actually genuinely jealous and he genuinely mm-hmm. cares for her um he needs to get his act together dad, like that's not attractive and i love like the way louisa's delivery is always super breathy like silver that, that... is so i can fix him energy I, she is yeah. she really is <laughs> you know what it works for her and I think, she's like, living the way... her best life she mm-hmm. is and like I think the way that Louisa like does this breezy kind of sexy but light thing works really really well for her character because she doesn't speak like this in real life so that's uh, pretty cool uh, and Dane is being a bastard I have with uh... oh yes oh yes I know mm-hmm. why I have this yeah <laughs> I just remember <laughs> this <laughs> this is the clench thing scene I did not need to see it again I no really thank know. you I remember watching it the first time being like, okay, that's weird. You need to like chill. This is sexual abuse. Please, please step I was, away from I remember the- watching it the first time and I was like, what a, what a, like, I was literally just, like sitting there and I was like, you could have shown this differently. I know. <laughs> I just hate him so much. This is such- but also like, I think it gives a lot of, I mean, the metaphor is very clear where like he owns Jesse and he like, since he's been forcing him to have sex with Dampier women and choosing who he has sex with and like mm-hmm. just regulating his entire life. I feel like he's, the metaphor he's works. He's just an is extension of the Zeckless bloodline. That's yeah. all he is. It's just, yeah, it's a bit. Um, But uh, but yes, it's just, it's a lot. So then we have Jesse being a douche to Eddie about leaving, which is what I was talking about. Um... And I kind of like how Mel looks at Eddie and she's like, you shouldn't have said that the way you did. But I also agree and I hate his guts. I think Eddie has a point. And also, let him speak. No, this is what I'm saying. I don't care if Jesse's a royal. He is not the adult in this situation. No, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He literally like, let's go to all all three novices. I think there's a fourth one. I don't know. But like to all the novices, let's go, guys. We're gonna go in the car and we're leaving. I would have been like, on whose authority? Yeah. Give me your dad. I would have been like, give me your dad, and then you're gonna box me around, little boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't step up in that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not okay. Listen, I don't care if Jesse's gonna be like the one who I'm gonna be guardianing in the future. Right now, I work for the queen and like for like all the other adult royals. I'm not gonna move. Anyway. 
Just not, even, not even that because they're novices so they're like they supposedly are answering to the like guardians to the other and guardians the, and then the yeah. guardians are yeah like it, it's a whole oh, change of command what is he doing like what is he on a, he's on a power trip he really is he got he got yeah. like he got, he got like, emasculated so now he has to like yes. prove himself he has like, to prove he's better he's like yeah to god i can't i'm a ball all of you but listen also why is this enabling this man why is she going along with it yeah she's mad though you can tell she is mad like she's next to him and she's mad she's pissed well yeah she's mad but i would have compelled him i don't care oh that'd be so funny don't do it in front of everyone no but it doesn't show up so like to them it would just be less than being really convincing like they would be like that was weird okay yeah you know what i mean except for rose then rose is like rose wasn't there anymore though does she oh Oh, yeah she left she wasn't real she had left already that's probably why they all left already yeah I know that's why yeah, she, she probably would have would have stepped up and almost like slapped Jesse if she was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um you're not the boss. That's it. That would have been it, actually. That's what they moved Rose actually. That's what they set the scene after Rose left cuz Rose would have been like, "No." No. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to say but that shot of Silver walking through the corridor before Jesse catches up with her is absolutely beautiful. That's <laughs> all I have. Yeah. <laughs> Just we can move we'll on. To that, but yeah, considering giving so, I think Lisa is really, really pissed, and then later in the episode, she tells him he was being stupid. Um, but because she needs After him everything happened. to go to Adrian, maybe she That's doesn't why. want to be like to get into a conflict because she still needs him and his dad to get to Adrian. This is not very confrontational. But, yeah, no, she's not. Honestly, talking I mean, about baby, talking about being confrontational, but also still being baby at least for me uh we get mia uh who puffing is being punished uh it, it seems like she might have had to do this before because she seems to know exactly what's happening and like what she's doing i don't know in my mind it seems like she's done it she looks it super sense. Sense. um i don't trust any of the masked priests uh i wonder how many are with tatiana i wonder i was gonna say which one is one of them tatiana <laughs> I mean, but she's at the party not in this case though she's, not she's, she's in a whole whole different province like she's in in san ignacio that'd be there. so funny though that'd be so funny though if she was like everywhere <laughs> but it looks so painful and like she's trying not to cry and i felt so bad for her i was like that's so yeah. and you know it just pisses me off because like her dad's nervous is what's gonna happen and they're like, yes, it's totally normal. Be punished. It's, they're not even trying. It's, it's, it's her it's, duty. It's her duty to go through with it. So. Because so so she needs it. She does need to get. It's it's called tough love. <laughs> like she'll get through it. I'll move on. Yeah, like, like get I over it, Mia. Like it's my religion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, ta- we're talking about the people that set us to go free on like a bunch of yeah. numbers. I had no idea this yeah. was there. Yeah, it's called tough love. <laughs> they would do anything. It is called tough love, you know. And I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna be. I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this today. I'm not. It's like <laughs> crazy. If you want, be we we are um we're just hitting the scene with Christian and Diane <laughs> that you wanted to talk about. I listen. We we slandered Booklister earlier, and I'm gonna slander Christian Ozera because um. <laughs> He needs friends. I think genuinely he just needs other people that are his age, that aren't Diane the feeder. Diane the feeder. His actual <laughs> feeder. You know how sad it would be if you're talking to your hamburger and you're like, yeah, so <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, okay, but in this metaphor, did your hamburger talk back? Okay, let me rephrase this. Imagine talking to, like, I don't know, a cow or something, and they move back. They go moo, and you're like, they cows have feelings and emotions and thoughts, but like you're gonna eat them later. 
for me. Like, it's such a weird... He doesn't eat her. He feeds from her. It's a difference. She's still alive. You know, they have a connection. Like, she's inside of him. Okay. (laughs) She's inside of his heart. Okay. We're not doing that. The metaphor got lost. But uh, he needs a therapist. He needs cuddles. He's such he a good boy. Goes on my he notes. Parents. He needs friends. He needs parents. I, I need love yeah, his friendship with Mia. I think it's one of the greatest friendships of all times. Um, we get one episode of it, and you're like, greatest. No, no, it's simply <laughs> put in the loop. Greatest the team up ever. I just love it. No, but it was I love so the good. It's like. Okay, so like it was a bit unexpected at this point, like yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna talk about the friendship between Mia and Christian, an actual mm-hmm. friend that he needs. Okay, yes, Peter. But like, I love the scene where she goes, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry" or whatever, or like, "Thank you." She's something nice, and he's like, "Wow, I haven't heard that from you." Uh, yeah, just... and I'm like, "You've been here for like two months. <laughs> of course, you haven't heard that from her. You guys are just talking to me. Like, he acts like he's been there the whole time. You know, so... he's like." Yeah, I know you, Mia. You're so rude on a date. Like, I'm like, sir. Yeah, we grew up together. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Two friends, and one of them is Lissa, and the other one's your Peter. <laughs> He's working on it. He's gonna get Dimitri, Mason, and Rose. It's okay. happening. And Meredith. He has Mason. And Meredith. He has Mason. I forgot about that whole other episode that we did when he was with Mason. He's collecting all the. I love the Meredith. He has Mason, Mia, Meredith. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, in the books, Mia and Christian are friendly, but they're not, they don't feel like equals in the they're, books. They're like, trauma bonded in the books. They are trauma bonded. trauma bonded, and yeah. he's very much the leader. I like that here, they're both equals. I do think they're friends because, um, spoiler alert for Blood Promise, maybe? I don't remember. But when, um, when, like, they broke, Lissa and him break up, and then Mia's, like, you know, on his Christian side. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're just friends, that, but she, like, moves away, so they can't be, like, together all yeah. the time. But when they mm-hmm. are, it's like, you know what, me and you, we're both stubborn, we both like to play with their magic. We're just besties, you know? Like, yeah, we're just, I w- we have to leave. I was sad Mia wasn't there more, like, she was finally, like, she like, No, but I do think, like, I like the way the plotline of, like, them learning magic is so introduced, because they kept the Christian, they kept Christian being, like, the leader of that whole thing. Because, like, that's what it is. But at the same time, they're both so clueless about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're both idiots about it. They're like, I don't actually don't know how this works. But Christian has slightly more experience. Slightly more. So he's the leader. He's going to teach her about nothing. I love, like, I love the way she says, do you ever want to say fuck it? Uh, I think that's very relatable. And also, I, I love that, like, in this scene, in it's interesting, like, you see so much of Mia's fire and, like, her fierce kind of fire. attitude. But... Because instead of being scared by the church burning her and being worried she's going to have to go through it again, even though it was really painful, it's just fueled her more into wanting to fight it. Like, it really, like, sparks up um, the rebel in her. So I like that. Then moving on, we have Rose and Dimitri arriving in the village. Uh, I like the conversation in the car. They're, like, talking about motivations to why they're coming here. And the fact that she wants forgiveness is really sad. But also, I think it's really relatable. 
um also just to side note it looks really pretty where they are i don't know exactly where they are but i'm glad that they allowed more backstory for Mikkel and introduced another kind of like more dampier family unit yeah okay um, i was so confused when i first saw this episode because i was on my phone and so i'm like where are we who are these people like i totally missed <laughs> the context i was so confused no um i also think it's interesting because their family reminds me of Dimitri's family like the whole like living like their dampiers are just living in a you know they're just mm-hmm. living they're just living in a family they're just live, love, laughing yeah but isn't it different because Mikhail's dad is a Moroy yeah so he's like yeah. just a Moroy hanging out with his family he's like yeah like yeah. dumping your kids at school since they were babies that's not us we're here to just vibe we're actual parenting here mm-hmm. but yeah I really think it's nice to show like there's different ways Moroy's and dampiers like have a family and like yeah okay it's really interesting let me just sit down so I can get comfortable here as if I wasn't. I think that it's so messed up. Again, the whole society of it all where like they're being like the Maroi, like him being like, yeah, my dude, this is my kids. Like I love my kids. I'm staying with my kids. I raise my kids and I send them off to like become whatever they want to be. It's like the worst thing ever. You know, it's like, oh, but like, that's weird. And that's like, I don't know. Like, it's just so like weird to them. that That's what it is. And I'm like, no, it's just normal. It's just normal parenting. He loves his kids, okay? The rest of you, I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. And, like, he says something... Doesn't he say something? Like, I forget how how we are unusual. Yeah, how like, unusual. He says, he says some sort of line about it. Like, I forget we're not the usual type of... And it's just yeah. sad, but he seems like such a nice man, and it makes me sad for his family that they just lost Mikael, and now they're losing their dad. And it's just... And they're also losing Sasha. <laughs> We're also losing Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. I and, do like I do like that the show like, was like shining a little bit more like of a light on the whole unfairness of Dampier's life, yeah, like family life. Because mm. in the show in the books, it's it's there. It's like you know it from context, but it's not really discussed all that much and it's not really Yeah, it's not like, highlighted, yeah. Yes, but in, in the show they're doing it, so I'm hoping. Hoping we see a, a little bit of a resolution if we do get a season two. I'm, we're, we're hoping, we're fighting. Yeah. Also, like, I feel, um, like, I think this episode shows a lot about the inequalities and, like, the infinite of what's asked of people. Like, Sasha is having to fight and protect the village while her dad is dying. And there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. And, like, in the books, all, all respect to Rachel. I'm very, very grateful. And I love the books. But they drop the ball about this. Like, they make this whole thing about how the caste system is completely in, in unfair and unjust and at the end we're just supposed to be happy because our heroes are okay and they managed to come kind of get out of it because they're privileged but nothing has changed so i like that we get to see a bit more of how the system yeah. is I, also, I think it's because in the book it's a one it's a one person point of view it's just rose yeah. mm-hmm. carrying the whole entire story so like she's not gonna sit there and talk about the politics she's not gonna sit there and talk about whatever but in this, you see, like, a whole range of people and their point of views and, like, yeah. what they're going through. So, like, to Rose, her storyline is very, like, you know, this is, like, oh, I killed Mikhail. And this episode is, like, I killed Mikhail. And then I have to grieve and then learn how, how that works. And then on the other side, you kind of see, like, her, her storyline in comparison to, like, Lissa's and Jesse's. Like, you see every single comparison and then you're, like, that's why it's unfair. And yeah. that's what and makes it, it such a good adaptation because right. it like deepens like the themes yeah. of like the book that were already there and like expands upon them. Yeah, I know they have this like uh, recurring joke about in the cast about how they always say they captured the essence, 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very true. They did, and then they just, like, dug deeper. Into- yeah, they've captured the essence, and then they just, like, exploded it, and now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Also, in this scene, there's one of my favorite lines and favorite deliveries where he says, Rose Hathaway is a brilliant wild card. Uh, which um, I really, really love. And I think it's interesting because it seems like Rose has met Sasha before, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Like, oh. uh, the, the yeah. maybe they've grown up together or something? Because they seem to know each other. She doesn't know the dad. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like Sasha knows her. They call each well, other by like, their first names and very cool. Probably, probably because Sasha, like, she's, she was a guardian. Like, even if, even if at that point she was mm. taking care of her father, she, like, let go of her responsibilities to take care of her father. She probably was living in the Dominion for a while. She probably was there with Mikhail, and that's probably how she met Rose. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, it does seem like they met each other, and, like, she knew the re- kind of relationship she had with Mikhail like as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come back to this kind of relationship thing later when we talk about the boot tab. But I think that was really interesting. I was thinking about too. No, but you know what the thing is about this the line, what a brilliant wild card. Yeah. Mikkel was like probably talking to his dad about Rose Hathaway. Yeah, don't say that. I know. Like that seems like a cool girl. Like that that's my bestie right there, you know? Like yeah, yeah that's so sweet talking about her. Like, he, he didn't live with him, so you can you imagine him sending emails and letters talking <laughs> about like what she's done and what how she's doing. It's just I know that I'm a Gen Z, but like I just imagine somebody just emailing about just Rose Hathaway. They're like, hey, hey, dad, mm-hmm. listen, there's a girl named Rose Hathaway. I don't like her like that. That's a whole different person. But like, she's so cool. She's a brilliant wild card, and they they're XOXO, and they sent it off. And I'm like, that's yeah, so that's crazy. exactly how it happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how I imagine emails are in my head. Yeah, XOXO, XOXO, Mikhail Tanner, <laughs> Guardian. Uh, I love the whole talk about the mark. I find it really interesting. I think it talks a lot about grief and guilt, and like, how do you find closure and what what is respecting the dead, uh, How what that really means, and what is it about being human, alive or dead, that makes you the way you are and the choices you make. I think there's like a whole whole conversation about grief that I really love that they included it, because this is a show that has 10 hours to set a season. They don't really have time to like sit down and have slower moments and to just like take the time to explore some of this. And I find it really, really good that they did that, because I think... We were all upset when Mikael died and it felt kind of like a betrayal to the books for some of us because we had expected him to live. And I love that they took the moment, like this moment, because it was kind of as if they were talking to the audience and they were like, we are doing this for a reason. Like, we are honoring a character you love and we're making it worthwhile. And I know we talked a bit about how this... um, might come back in later and being reflected and like you know a conversation in the book they have in the car about how if it turns Trigoy they would want somebody to come and kill them mm-hmm. yeah uh, and I think cool. maybe like this will go back to that maybe? yeah so yeah. I was thinking that um as I was rewatching the episode that it does seem like uh setting up for when we have Strigoy because it's happening uh, I mean, apart from that, uh, I think, um, so when I was watching the scene, it does feel that way because she's like, she's now, right now, she's struggling with what just happened and with having someone that she cared about turns to Goy and having to kill him and all that. And then later on, she's going to have the same struggle all over again, but with mm. someone that she's even closer in a personal romantic level. So um, 
it, I think it's really interesting that we're going to have that duality and like see her feelings and struggle with that again. Because with Mikhail's uh, transformation, we don't happen in one episode. It happens so quickly. She didn't really yeah. have time to process everything. But with Dimitri's, so hopefully, it's supposed to be like more, um, like more, with, with more purpose. Like with more purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like she's going to know that he's to go and then probably they're not going to be together. And then she's going to have to process all that and decide what, what to do and how to act. And she's probably going to be thinking about the situation that happened with Mikhail and that mm. conversation that she had with with his father. And I think that's going to be a really good uh, like flashback and stuff. But um, I think so, yeah. Interesting because this whole episode, they're trying to get her to think that he's a struggle. Like they're trying to get her, they're trying to like dehumanize Mikhail's death and be like, mm -hmm. he was a struggle. You had to kill him because he's not Mikhail anymore. You didn't kill Mikhail. You killed a struggle. Mm -hmm. So like when you have all these messaging about like, this was not human. He was not human. Move on. Then when Dimitri comes around, she can't. She has to be like the one reckon, reckon, reconciling the fact that like everybody told her like he's a strugoi, like like strugois are not human, and she's still gonna be the one fighting for him and be like, you guys were all wrong. Then you have to like go back to Mikhail's death and be like, well then I killed Mikhail. Like I didn't kill a strugoi, I killed a person. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it's just a whole mix of. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that I think is interesting in how she would, like, Carl was saying there's purpose, and I think it'll be interesting if we get to see her reflect, like, for Mikhail, it was fight or flight, there wasn't really a, mm -hmm. a decision to be made, it was just like, either I die or he dies, Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that transfers onto Dimitri, and I think it will also this might be me extrapolating a lot, but in the previous episode, in like, I think it's in four, Dimitri has this conversation with Christian mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, that way lies madness. And I think all of this like makes kind of a beautiful pattern of foreshadowing mm -hmm. uh, for when he will be street boy. Uh, so I think that's really, really cool that yeah. they do that. And then we have the attack scene. I love the beginning of that scene because, like, Lisa and Eddie are falling asleep and I Eddie is nudging off on Lisa's head. It's so cute. And, and then Mary's like, buddy. <laughs> no, it's so funny to me because, like, they have, like, a little, like, guardian bond right there. Like, because he was our guardian. So, like, they're just besties now. I'm going to say that. They are. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so adorable. It's so He's, like, her little brother. Yeah, but, like, also, they have... Okay, listen. Why is Dimitri once again now fixing this up? He has <laughs> a job, sir. <laughs> but also, like they only put novices with the with those two really it's important so royals. Like, why isn't there one train god? <laughs> yeah, because Jesse. I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's because Jesse was being an ass and wanting to leave. That's for sure one of the reasons yeah. he didn't, he didn't like, want to wait for the convoy. But at the same time, it's like there's three, so four with uh, with Rose, novices that are going into this like field experience, we could say. Shouldn't there be five? And, and like, why are all of them working in the same group? Like, why are they all like... Why are they not working with all the guardians instead of putting all of the novices together? Okay, They're supposed also, to be learning. That makes so much sense. Now it's that you mention like, it, it doesn't make. It's just like okay, listen. One, I do think Jesse's like he looks at all the guardians and he's like, who can I bully to leave? You know, because <laughs> the rest of them are not listening to him. Like he goes to Alberta and he's like, let's go. He's like, let's go, Alberta. We gotta go. She's like, I'm he would never. Right. She literally would be like, literally, go back, go back to your dad, leave me alone. But like he's like those three, 
Rose is not in the picture, I can get them to come. Like, I can get them to come with me. I can force and it. also, yeah. B, you, you said, weren't there supposed to be five? Yes, but one of them died. I remember as I said that, I was like, oh, wait, one died. I just forgot. Rest in peace. <laughs> no, but um, also, like, okay, who's driving? So it's just a driver. He's the one who gets his head uh, torn off. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the red shirt of the episode. The, so okay. he's the real guardian then. So is the only the real one? guardian with them dies. I think he's just a driver. I don't think. Oh, he's, he's just a Maroi driver. They're like, you know, let's go, guys. And, and I don't know because he does go out and fight. So maybe he's what? a guardian. Like, why would, a why would they let? Why would it, I feel like as a like r- rule that I've seen, usually the drivers are guardians. Guardians. Yeah, it's probably a guardian. So maybe he's yeah. the one supervised guardian. Wait, and he's the only one that died. How how do a bunch of Okay, wait, if he's the only one that died. Listen, maybe Tatiana has a point about this retraining thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? All the guardians that died were old. Like, what's up with that? Or maybe he trained them all off to not put up. Is Kobako old? No, uh like wait, trained. Who, we were all trained. Okay, we I know, I'm I'm being funny. It was a joke. Okay. Well, I'm being funny because I literally was like, he's like in his twenties. You are always funny. <laughs> He's like 25 or something. I don't know. He's dust. I have um, a lot of Meredith thoughts about this scene and I will force them upon you. Uh, (laughs) All right. So first is... (laughs) You act like we're like protesting. Yeah, We're like, no more Meredith. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. (laughs) She's always a perfect guardian. My precious little baby girl is my first thought. Yeah, she's so Uh, good. And she's the first one out. Look at her. She's so brave. Then I have, I like her bun too. She looks so cute. Uh, and then I move on to Lisa. And I'm like, Lisa, stay in the goddamn car. Why is she coming out? We're being attacked. What is she doing? She wants to help. Is she leaving okay. the car? No, they have like, okay. This reminds me of what, episode four. When Jesse was like, Rosa and Jesse are like practicing. And then Jesse's like, there will never be a screwball. Like, what are you guys losers talking about? Like, I'm not going to do this. And like, they all didn't take it seriously. And like, look at this. Two weeks later, they're like getting attacked. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Celeste. Idiot. I just have to talk, talk about Jesse's echoes for a second. And like, literally, like, I wanted to shake him and be like, what is wrong with you? You couldn't pass up the opportunity to call him an idiot. And I, I applaud you for that. We're going to be able to call him an idiot again in, Later in two seasons. Like, we'll be able to, to talk more about that. We had we to let Bibi be um, a hater when we are on the podcast because she she came out of that era just for um, the cancellation. But in the podcast, yeah. she, she has the right. She's still, she's still in the podcast, me. there's no cancellation. It didn't exist. It doesn't no. happen. We're, we're, we're in this pocket like dimension where the cancellation didn't happen. Denial. Anywho, let's move Not on. denial. It's called optimism. But uh, the attack also shows this Trigoy have a lot more forethought because they planned the rock crumble mm-hmm. and clearly they like plan in advance by which place we would go um, as far as the tunnel and stuff. So I think that's cool. Not a smart Strigoi. Oh, la la. They're all smart. Uh, They're just dumb too. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Sasha and Dimitri. Uh, and like it makes me laugh because Sasha, right? Like, because Dimitri right before was like, I'll talk to her, and it sounds like he's going to try and counsel and reason with her Sasha like, down and make her see that it was an accident and it's not Rose's fault. I know he's just yelling at her, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> just less- being really mean. You know what I think it is? I think he's just um, he's really angry on Rose's behalf. He's like, normally he would have been very calm and very like, okay, Sasha, here's the deal. Mikhail died. Sorry, moving on. But this time he's like, listen to me. 
Rose Hathaway did not kill your brother. Your brother was a stragoy and he was stupid and he was this and that. And I'm like, you know. He's such a sim. Like, it's all me. It's all me. Calm down, Dimitri. You know, that's what I think happened. He still talks about like, the, he talks about so much things. I'm like, he's so annoying by how like devoted he is. He's like, I'm not joking. He literally is like, yeah, well, this is, he's always very like, elements will it. Yeah. And I'm like, sir, just change the world. Like, I don't, it's not that hard. Just change it. It's, it's not hard. Just change it. Go to the world. You know, but also, like- I like that we get another side that he's devout here because in episode eight, eight people were like, "Where did this come from?" It's been he's there. never been that church, and I'm like, "Have you not been paying attention?" You, like the man, literally will from like the beginning of the show. Away. He's literally in yeah. church like all the time. He will explain everything because of religion. It's frustrating, but he but has. History. It makes him more complex or but whatever. But also, it sets up again his Strabitri era because he's like, um, like he's so, so racked with guilt about what he's done and like, I was at post Strabitri, whatever. He's like, oh yeah, I'm like, I used to be evil and soulless and all this and that. And so, like, that's that's like all of his religious stuff coming through and being like, I was like a sin and now I'm not. And it's like a little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And like, now that you have the basis of him being devout, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is very interesting. And I like that, like, a lot, Kieran, in this scene, a lot of it is bodily acting. Is that a word? Like, you know what, what I mean? Now? Like, mm-hmm. it's just bodily acting. Like, it's just his behavior. Oh, body okay, acting. okay. I was like, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. I'm sorry. But, like, like you know, like, his behavior, acting? like... Mm-hmm. Exactly, like he wipes his lips as he takes a breath, and he joins his hands, and he, you can see like just the annoyance uh, going through his body and how he's frustrated. Um, with all the jaw clenching he does too when he's talking to Rose, like you can see he's so frustrated and he's so annoyed by the situation. I find Rose's speech to be a little stiff here, but I don't think it's sissy. I think it's just um, there should like, have been more. Yeah, I think that like the- yeah. It's a forty something episode. Um, it's a very, it's like a very long episode. But like they don't, they don't have time to like talk about everything that's going on with Rose and like her thoughts. Because yeah. I feel like she could sit there and talk about it for hours, and it won't be enough. You I know? know. So because it's condensed, it feels a bit weird. It's like obvious, yeah. but I think mm-hmm. it's just like a matter of dialogue and timing. I don't think it's Cece. Um, Cece does great. Okay, um, wait, I have. And a now we have Rose and Lisa's spirit. Yeah, the spirit thing. Okay, so like I get the spirit part. But you know how she like like hunches over because like mm-hmm. she's like this is Strigoi. It goes. Does that work? Like because it's Lisa who was going through the Strigoi, but Lisa, but let Rose. Okay, Lisa is the one that's counting the Strigoi, but Rose is the one that's like feeling like she's like hunched over because like there's a Strigoi near her. But it's it, not. It's, it's, I don't think it's because of that. I, I think, think it, I think no it's just the shock of the vision. Yeah, like, I don't really think of no seeing job. it. Okay, but I it's think pretty- it's just like she's feeling Lisa's panic and she's going into like kind of like a yeah. Because oh, I was so confused. I was like, she does that all the time with the Strigoi, and this time she's literally like doing it again. And I'm like, there isn't, but there is one near because she gets attacked later. Yeah, but it's probably yeah. not not near enough at that point. Yeah. Mm, not, yeah. No, I'm just but, like, it's just like a gut reaction of feeling Lisa's panic and not a nausea reaction. Both that would be really interesting if it were. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think it's more panic. Um. Than really knows and she's just like doubling down in like her and, breath is, is and it's is like stuck. so like she's being sucked into Lisa's mind so it's like it's probably just like the shock she's still getting used to that like that's true still so when we in the, in the books it's not as as much a physical reaction because they've been living with that for two years 
but in the show yeah. she's just starting to figure all these out like yeah they're still like trying to figure out what the hell it's been what we, a few weeks at most okay i'm gonna hit on dimitri what not one last time i'm lying but i'm gonna do it one more time why is his reaction to getting help for Lissa faster than him get like going to her in the first place do you know what i mean like episode one he's taking the whole time just to go on his little bike episode five he's taking his time to get at the where the attack is but now he's like oh my god it's Lissa. and he's like yo guys it's Lissa. and they make it they literally make it so fast because Lissa, bro, dimitri's not a good guardian <laughs> He's so bad at his job. <laughs> he's like, unless that... it's Rose, I don't care. Yeah, that's literally what I think he's doing. He's like, Guardians, go get listen. They're like already on it. They're like, we don't People were talk. already there, so maybe we weren't far and like the driver made it cool. Maybe they realize that all their novices are gone. Stop <laughs> defending him, Lena. Or maybe they're like, they're like, no. I didn't know Bert looked over. She's like, where are all my novices at? Where do they go? Guys, you have to go find them. And so they're already halfway there. Yeah. And then, and like, then yep. yes. Can you, to you picture Alberta's face when she gets that call of what happened? And she's just like, Alberta's like, like so done with her. She's guys, I leave you alone for also, how many minutes? Yeah, she's like, I went to the bathroom. And then I came back and had <laughs> went to five <laughs> Also, Mia gets punished for using her magic, but then just gets away without any uh, like reprimands or anything for putting all of them in danger by leaving early. Because he's a royal. Looking about the attack, like the first thing in that scene is Lisa saying Meredith run, and I'm like Lisa, that is not her job. <laughs> she can't just like. Listen, I think she's it doesn't work. But Lisa's just trying to be concerned. helpful. Okay. Lisa's like, <laughs> I know she's so bad. I was so stressed watching this because I was sure one of them would die, and I was sure it was going to be Meredith because of the episode five thing with the board. And we thought Jesse's gonna die. He was literally there. Like, I, know, I know, and Lisa's like, stay calm, Jesse, and he runs off and tries to get eaten. <laughs> she <laughs> said, not... stay calm, Jesse, but Meredith run. Like, Jesse, you stay here. Meredith, get out. <laughs> Meredith, we, you save yourself. We'll yeah. just throw in Jesse. Yeah. yeah. She has um, a priority I, straight. Well, I wasn't expecting the head tearing, but I liked it. it was yeah. Fun. You know? Like, nobody's stupid, Jesse. And Jesse's like, you know what? Let me be a strong guy. Let me just, like, you guys are too tired for me, you know? You won't listen to me when I say, let's go. But also, oh, Meredith got injured. As... Also, okay, yeah. this makes me mad. It's nobody's fault. But, like, if they just, like, listened to Lissa and let her, like, heal her for, like, two seconds. Yeah. Just... I know. I think you can tell that, so, like, I have a few thoughts before that, but about that. Like, I think you can tell that Mare is dying, and the only reason she didn't die is because Lisa was able to, like, just yeah, a little two bit. seconds that must have like stopped the bleeding or something. Yeah. Um, and when they like not even carry her, they pick her and she's like, oh no, she got really they sad. Really oh, oh. They were like, let's go. They're like, let's get all the royals. <laughs> two of them, by the way. Can you please be careful with my baby? <laughs> please. <Be careful? laughs> there's 500 guardians for two royals. I was like, there's just two of them. And one of them, one of them wants to die. <laughs> and one of them. I was I was completely unsurprised by Jesse offering himself, uh, but I really like that quick little scene of Eddie just pushing him off to help Mare. Uh, Eddie is just done with Jesse. He's like, I have He's no time for the bullshit. Eddie now. is the number one Jesse leader. He's like, get him out of here. <laughs> well, we to love me, Eddie. He was like, I didn't say, you said let's go, and I was very against it. And now look what, look, look what happened. Yeah. You know? 
I know. Danny is excellent, and she's excellent at screaming in anguish. Like Danny's anguish just kills me. She's so good at being in pain. I know she really is. Like when she's screaming and she's begging to help, and she's like being pulled away and she's clawing back to Meredith. It's just it's so sad. It's so Um, sad. Again, they should let her. If somebody's that desperate to like go to somebody, maybe you should like take a word of advice. Because they totally know what spirit is. They're like, yes, come heal. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's like not their fault, but I'm also very mad about it. Like, like if I were Lisa, having my agency taken away from me like this in the name of protecting me would drive me nuts. Like, do not infantilize me. I am 19 or 20 if I want to. 19 or 20. I am a 21, but older than 18. <laughs> I'm in between, but I am 19 and 21. <laughs> I can do what I want. Do not treat me like a baby. And then we have our little brilliant scene of me and Christian. You can kind of see a lot about like Mia's anger bitchy problems and like the anger issues, but it's just frustration. Uh, and I like that we get to see some of Christian's sarcasm there, where he's like, "Well, not bad. Once you just exploded water everywhere." Um, so I like that we see kind of those dynamics. I think she has issues controlling herself, but he's very kind of impatient with her, and he's kind of giving like a sort of older brother vibe i think she's younger than them i'm not sure about this but is she younger i feel like she's at least a year younger really no i think that's the same she was in the so mia she was a year younger than them in the books Mm -hmm. but i don't know if they kept that in the show i don't think i think maybe so (laughs) not because okay here's like literally where my basis is is she's in the first episode she's with andre and Andre is older than Lissa by like mm-hmm. what a couple of years. Not like they're not oh, twenty yes, yeah. older. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna date somebody who's younger than Lissa. Is where my like I know it's all pretend, but I don't think he's gonna do that. I think he's gonna go for at least Lissa's age group and then higher. That's what I think Andre's gonna do. Andre's yeah, not as going. To I do. think Andre didn't <laughs> get a choice, but they were like betrothed yeah. from I age twelve. Think, <laughs> Here's a child. Think, yeah. <laughs> But I also think, like, okay, with Sonya being older than, like, the group, you gotta have to have somebody who's the same age as the group. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, in my, in my head, kind of, Mia is, wait, like, maybe, younger. Maybe wait, how, that- how much older is Sonya? Because we have a flashback with them as kids. So, does it seem like that I extreme think like, one or two years. Older. Yeah, Either so two. I think Mia must be their age. Yeah. And how well, old is Mikhail? Well, what? Mikhail is, like, 25. Rest in peace. For no reason. I just like the age 25 for him. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Well, he, his well, age yeah. is both and us. He's, he's a bit older than Dimitri, Dimitri but five. younger than Alberta. And Alberta yeah. is, I think, in her late 20s. She's 28. I said it. I'm just putting that <laughs> okay. yeah, I would say 20. You sound so sure of yourself. Alberta, 24, 25, Mikael. Which, 21, 22. Dimitri's 24. Which uh-huh. also, since we're on this topic, all, all props to... um. To Alberta for making it all the way to the top of the chain command in the garden. Twenty-eight, yeah. Young age. At twenty-eight, yeah. She's a badass. We love yeah, Alberta. Like really hyping her up for nothing that we didn't yeah. make up for. That we made it up. <laughs> I like what we're we're for Alberta for doing this at twenty. <laughs> yeah. I like what we've seen. We get a Tasha mention. Uh, I hope that this means they plan on bringing in Tasha. Uh, and then we get to see more of Christian's backstory. And I also really love like that little moment between I just Mia want to see a sexy girl boss. Yes. yes. I'm down. 
Uh, I really love a little bit between Mia and Christian, which I think is the, one of the first times you really see Mia completely kind of let down her guard, uh, where she's like, you know, I know about the Sindri's things and my dad's position, like, it impacts me and I hear things I don't want to hear and I've had to, like, grow up faster than oh, I really wanted. Because um, lately he's been getting people making fun of him for having boy parents, because mm. what a loser. And for but, talking like, to his dinner. For talking to his dinner. But, like, Mia's like, you know what? What happened to you actually sucks. And he's like, thank you. Like, <laughs> nobody has said that to me, you know? He's like, I've been new here, and all I got was Jesse yelling at me in the middle of class, and my feeder talking about listening, you know? But you, you, got, you get me. We're like this, Mia. Yeah. And pretty soon she's going to get him even more because her sister is a struggle. Look at that. They're just so... They have so, so many parallels. They're kindred spirits. Yeah. Who needs listen, Rose? They have each other. Exactly. Wait, exactly. listen, Meredith. <laughs> Who needs listen? I, I, I love I love all the parallels between Mia, Lisa, Mia, Christian, Christian, Rose, Rose, Meredith. That's yeah, why they're really the best characters. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You get it. Um. Then we have Lisa and Jesse coming back, and Lisa is going off. And Jessie, like, she popped off, and I'm, I'm like, that's my baby girl. <laughs> you know, she's, you're so right. Um, and you see kind of more Jessie's anger, violent issues. And I like the way she says, you're neither, you know that. With the, oh, yeah, she was like, are you trying to be a man enough to be your father? And she's, like, looking at yeah. her. Roasting. I know whenever, like, she has guts. Yeah. You can, you can see her having a real spine. To be, I um, think it's interesting when she, like, thinks of herself. Because it's, I don't know why, maybe it's because they're two different, like, Rose and Lisa are very different to me. So when she stands up for herself, I'm like, wow, like, she does it with words, and, Lisa, and Rose does it with, like, her hands, and, like... With her know, hands. She's, like, <laughs> fighting people, you know, when she's angry. And then Lisa's very, like, you're an idiot. You know, you're not, like, not even an idiot. She, like, gets, she, like, cuts to them, like, deep in their, deep, like... You're into their- unloved, and your father hates you. <laughs> Yeah. What she says, like she's like you think you're man enough to be your to to, to impress your father well you're not like that's just it and then she compels him and i'm like you're just crazy i wish she compelled him to jump out a window i, and die. I need somebody to bully you know true <laughs> true we need him here to hate on i need yeah. i wish i wish she compelled him to like literally just leave her alone she didn't she was like she like walk away and he did and i'm like just tell him to like never bother you again and that, you know. Yeah, I'll be like, see you at the wedding. Never speak to me again. Well, because he was all like, we're in our wedding right now. Like, he was like, we should do our ritual stuff right now. She's like, calm down. She's like, we're not like that. Actually, I, do, I was just here for like, just an invitation. And then yeah. we're breaking. You don't know this yet, but we're we're done. Today was our last day. Basically. Yeah, I like whenever she steps into her power and urgency. And like, she's yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I'm just like, I got back into the Jesse thing. I like when she's mean to people. So and also in this scene, yeah, I like when she's mean to people. Like, go, go off. Yeah. Um, this is irrelevant, but I find that invitation so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just think it's pretty, and I like that we get bloody Andre back. Um, bloody Andre. And he has a sort of like he has like that's my girl kind of energy. Um, like no. now, go get it done. Andre is her manifestation of her dark spirit. Because why is he like crazy? <laughs> He's literally like. He's like, what does he say? He says something like crazy. He's like, yeah, like, this is how you do it. And he's like, go get it done. And I'm like, what is that? But honestly, real. So real of him. Right. Yeah. She's like, she's like her mental illness speaking to her, you know? Mm-hmm. It Sometimes is. the mental illness is right. 
Sometimes he just like has a voice, you know? Yeah. Like, we'll get it done. Sometimes like, the, the voices in your head, you should listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if it's your dead brother. Exactly. You know? Not to say, but it's also like so interesting because he's like so I don't know why he just felt so me- like evil to me. I was like, I don't know why you're like encouraging this, but I guess we're doing it, you know? I guess we're doing it. Talking <laughs> okay, about dead brothers. Uh, we are moving on to Sasha. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. <laughs> Sasha and Rose preparing the fire. I feel like it's pretty natural for Sasha to feel that this is very unfair. And the way Rose hesitates on he was, like she says he he was when she says he was my friend. Um, It really breaks my heart. Uh, it's so sad. And Sissy does really well there. And the sentiment behind Rose's offer is very nice and it's honorable and sweet, but it shows once again that like there's no breaks for the guardians. Like there's no time to grieve or to say goodbye. She shouldn't have to offer. It should just be that Sasha gets to have like a moment with her dad, but it's not how it is, especially because she's particularly underprivileged. Is that a word? Uh, because she lives in like the village uh, and they have to protect themselves. They don't have any extra help um, because of the way they're living. Like I think it's just it's a really powerful scene in small ways, um, and it's kind of like uh, Rose is doing it in Mikael's honor because if he were here, he'd want Sasha to be able to be with her dad. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's nice, but it's sad. In Rose refusing to move. Oh yes, it's that scene outside the bedroom in the corridor, which I love, where he takes it super personally. When uh, I love the way she says, "You don't want to talk to me anymore," and they're very equal there. Like you can, they talk to each other as equal. Like there's no discrepancy at all. Uh, and she says something like, "The people that don't put me first and he takes it so much to heart. He's just like, "I want to, but I can't." I work. Mm. And Rose is really right, of course, uh, about how the system is broken, and mm. Mason is definitely better off about his dad. Um, but it's just a nice, interesting exchange, and I think it's probably the exchange where, like, it is so clear and plain that Dimitri is far gone. Like, mm. he thinks he can do this, he thinks he can follow the system, but no, 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 no. He hasn't realized, but he's completely lost to the system and to mm. Rose. And I hope we get to see Mason and his dad together one day. Uh, like, I hope that in the future season, his dad comes back and we get to see him realize how much of a douche he is and oh. how, like, he truly doesn't need to live to his dad's expectations because his dad does not deserve any of it. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of how their parents impacted how they Dimitri, Rose, and, like, Mason. Because we don't know Meredith's mom, so she Meredith's parents. But, like, with Dimitri, he wants to be the opposite of his dad so bad that now he's like so focused on religion and the system and like following orders because his dad was terrible and he's just like, I'm gonna be the opposite of that. And then Rose, because her mom is like following the rules and part of the system, she's like, I don't wanna be part of the system. I wanna break, like, I wanna like be, I wanna break it. And then Mason, on the other hand, like, his dad is like the system. Like, his dad is a Maroi who's just like terrible and douchey. And you know, not around. So he's like trying to like be the best guardian he can be, so that like he could like prove to his dad that he's like much more than like what they think. Because vampires are expendable. So he's like, I don't want to be expendable to my own dad. I want to be something he's proud of. Somebody like you know. So it's a very interesting like dynamic. 
I could like. And the sad thing is, I don't think like as like Mason can be like the best guardian, but I don't think that's enough to be proud of because it's like I don't oh, think no. the Rory's care about how qualified no, and talented you are. He'll, he'll he'll just say that's what's expected of you. That's what that's the bare minimum you can mm -hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's and like he can't be the bare minimum. One he'll be like, you want me to give you a gold star? No. <laughs> he's like, okay, you're number one. Okay. Cool. Like, I have powers. Do you? <laughs> right. He's like, are you royal? I didn't think so. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, then we have a scene I really love, which is uh, the talk between Mia, who looks adorable in her uniform, uh, and Christian up the stairs. And she's like, I this can see so you good. handling that well about the engagement. This scene right here just fuels all of my, like, delusional, like, thoughts. Like, I'm like, I can just, like, extrapolate so much and, like, just come up with so much for Mia just based on this one conversation. I know, me too. I have so many headcanons just proud right? out of Right, right? This. this scene um, is perfect. It's so good. Uh, and I like that he seems to, like, be walking her back to the dorm. Like, they're, they're just such adorable friends. And they're connecting about questioning their backgrounds and their history and all that. Um, plus we get the parent Fred for Mia being left quote as a baby unquote which makes me wonder <laughs> about the whole Jill of it all no I honestly it's don't weird want because that. then she'd be with her brother but like maybe I mean I, know. I don't want it I don't want it like, like, get no. it out get, get it out of here <laughs> well, think, like Jill is normally 14 right but like because they aged up everybody she's probably in her 17 she's probably 17 yeah, she's, or 18. Probably, yeah. she's in her 17s She's in her 17s. Hopefully, <laughs> an adult. Well, I'll give her some leeway. But I still love it because I still want Mia to be like a found family member of the Dragomirs yeah, and for Lisa to count her as a Dragomir without her being blood mm. relations. Yeah. So, but, um, I don't think, I think Jill will be introduced somewhere else because to be fair, um, if they go with a bloodline route, I don't want Mia to be Jill who's with Eddie. And then, you know what I mean? Like, no, because Eddie, Eddie with Mason. That doesn't have to happen. We'll, we'll we do. Back. Eddie is with Mason, and he said that too. I love how that's like so canon now, like yeah, in the is. fan space. It is. Yeah. What are you talking about? It is. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's I'm canon, sorry. and if the show it's gonna happen, it, yes. the fans will revolt. They kissed, and it was a cut scene, and yeah, it <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, they did. Like, they did kiss. You just didn't see it, but it happened. And and Eddie was like at his bedside while Mason was dying yeah. and giving him revival kisses. That's gonna, yeah. that's gonna be the first scene in season two. You don't know, be, you don't it's know gonna be Mason like. waking up with Eddie next to him. In, in exactly. Exactly. Um, I like that she's really honest to him. Like she's, I love people who are blunt but honest. Like it's fine. Just give it all. Uh, and I think that's what makes good friends when you can say things without having to work they're just like they became so good friends in like the first this episode they were like you know what right she said i'm sorry about your parents but now that we move past it you suck for thinking your parents you know yeah you. she's like be a happy struggle family with you like okay but okay i don't want to i'm not bullying christian anymore i do want to talk about this so interesting because in this show right like his parents do not want him like his Okay, this is a little bullying, but his parents do not want him. They don't want to be a happy Strigoi family. They're just here to mess with him. But in the books, he was like 12, and they were like, we're going to be a happy Strigoi family. You know, they were just like waiting for him to like be an adult so that they could become a Strigoi instead of having like a 12-year-old Strigoi. But, um, That'd be kind of funny, though. That's what I'm saying. They were like, they were like, what, what do we do with this 12-year-old boy? But he was literally living with his family, like his parents. What do we do with this 12-year-old? <laughs> yeah. They were like, you know what? We're just going to keep you here. And then it was only after like his aunt Tasha was like, Yo, there's something weird going on in that like house. Let's call this call. Let's go call the vampires and like the guardians and stuff. 
and get rid of him. But like, it's such a weird, like, I like the change of him, his parents, like, not wanting to be as, like, not wanting him, because it gives him something. But like, in the books, it's so, because she's like, oh, yeah, your parents are not, they don't want to be a happy struggle family. And I'm like, they were, though, in a very weird way. They were. <laughs> like, it's the first instance of like, because um, he, like, they talk about like, how he's like crazy for thinking his parents loved him. Not in the show, in the book, but like, your parents did not like you. He's literally like, they really, they were raising me perfectly fine. Like, I don't know what you were talking about. They were just, they were as smart as any other person. They were just like, maybe paler. And maybe they were a little maybe crazy. Maybe paler. You know, but they were like with red eyes. Like, they were fine, you know? I don't know. I like, I just like both, like the way they did both Christians. I, I know, me too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the, I like how when, like I said, I like when Mia is like, you can't be that naive. And I think she's very aware and very self aware, but very conscious of the world we live in. And she has a very clear view of society and of life. So I really like that about her. I also like, um, uh the like how she reacts to the phone call uh from her mm-hmm. sister um like how she's just like she takes off running and she doesn't tell him and then christian follows him follows her which is just so cute but there's also the thing about sonia and the darkness um which is like really qu- it makes me feel really queasy the way we see it move mm-hmm. under her what's skin like, like it's I don't like the, this way it sounds. It sounds like so slimy. I'm like, what's going I know, on? It's I weird. was so confused. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> but I like that Sonia contacted her sister. Like, she heard about Meredith and she went to the event of like, contacting her sister. It's like, I like that we have both girls approving of each other's relationship and like supporting each other's relationship. I well, that's what she did in the beginning. She was like, when, when uh, Mia was like getting ready to get to go, she was like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you go to Meredith, just spend time with Meredith. I know. It's kind of her trauma. She's like, I like that the, I like that Meredith could die at any moment. Relationships. It's very it was nice. right. It, it was right. Meredith did get like injured, so she was like, "Yeah, you have bad luck." Apparently, plus the, <laughs> they were both dating dampiers, which is not encouraging <laughs> stuff. So I think it's nice, but they're supposed dampiers to. with red hair. Is what they're doing. Dampiers have a type. Like ginger dampiers. Um, yeah, which, dampiers. you know, I can yeah. relate. I too would date ginger dampiers. So also, <laughs> you're you're um, the big question is how close are the provinces because like Meredith was sent back I know so my thought is that this was in Portugal right and then she sent back I think like they patch her up and then they get her back to the dorms because maybe they don't have what they need in Portugal and I think that maybe um St. Vlad's is in Andorra or near Andorra and they flew her back because they talk about having, like, Christian goes to the mountains and there's, like, ski lifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe it's the Pyrenees. Okay. I don't know what they I don't know. I don't know, I don't know where things are. Yeah, me neither. The, the European police here know what we're talking it's about. the American geography. We don't know anything. So basically... <laughs> America, we're so bad. Yeah. France. True, true. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, like, how to, like, explain my own house. No, but like you have France, and at the southwest of okay. France, you have a chain of mountains which are really big and are called the Pyrenees. Pyrenees. Um, and France those mountains Spain. overlap onto Spain, mm-hmm. uh, so we share the mountains. And there's this yep. little principality called Andorra, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny state. 
Uh, and I think like it's possible it's gonna be set around there, but I don't know if there's mountains, big mountains anywhere else go in Spain. I love how uh, there are, there are lesson now. some, there are some, uh, so there's one, the, the, actually the tallest mountain in Spain, one of them is in the Canary Islands and the other one is a few hours oh, away yeah. from where I live. Yeah, the other one is a little bit farther away from where I live, but it's in the south. So I would say either, yeah, and I, that would make sense as well because it's close geographically to where the show was filmed. So it would make mm -hmm. sense that it would be like close to Andorra and that like northern part of Spain, it would make more sense. Yeah. But I, I think it it's also, the most yeah, also south, a, a more southern part of Spain would be closer to Portugal because so Portugal is like a, like a stripe of land. Yeah, Portugal and is west. It, and yes, Southwest. and it doesn't it doesn't get all the way up to the top of the peninsula. Like the top of the peninsula is already part of Spain. So geographically, geographically speaking, another part of Spain yeah. would be closer to Portugal than Andorra, but still like you can travel to most parts. You, you, you can travel like across Spain for in like less than a day by car. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's possible, especially like the Pashtora, they probably have jets or stuff like this. They brought her back yeah. or something. Yeah. We have the infirmary scene, which I love that scene. I could talk about it for days. I will not, but I could. Um, I love how soft Mia is in this scene. Uh, and like the way uh, Mass like says uh, healing here. I just really like like the, this is like she's more vulnerable and she's showing that she's hurt more than I think I was expecting her to. Uh, but she probably doesn't have a choice to show it because she's so so injured uh, she's probably still like playing it down and i like that Mia doesn't think it's uh, when amia asks if she's okay hmm? yeah i really like christian so i really yeah. like he's like okay i'm gonna go and like he, you can like i don't think he had computed before and then you can see him oh, oh okay <laughs> just like oh there's other that also have relationship problems. But he's Not very fond and it's very fond and tender the way he looks at them and he's like, oh, oh that's nice. Kind of like, you know, he, he seems to think that's it. And I like how Matt immediately shifts the focus to Mia. I think it shows again how the Dempy is always like put more for you. Like Mia has a burn on her hand. I love how Mia they both take a... care of each other. It makes me crazy. I know. But Mia has like an gaping wound in her abdomen <laughs> and she's like, oh, you got burnt. Okay. Mary's okay. literally dying and she's like, oh. But your hands <laughs> that are like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in some more psychological not psychological. I'm gonna analyze this because Yeah, go ahead. to the Dampier. So she's she's like fine. She's like, whatever, I got injured. It's Dampier problem. But like Meredith Mia's like a, a Moroi. So she's like, Whoa, like what happened? Like where's your guardian? Like you're supposed to be like fine, you know what I mean? So it's like that kind of whole like scenario where she's like she, I don't think like I think it's weird because like when you're dating when you're a dampier dating a Maroi, I feel like you think that they're gonna be safe because other dampiers are around protecting them. So you probably are like, you know, they're fine, like they're whatever, but like they're not me got injured here using magic. Um, also Mia doesn't have her own guardian because she's non rival. Right. It's so I don't know, it's so interesting. Oh, the different levels are so crazy. I know, yeah. right? Because the, the hierarchy is very It's it's yummy. I love it. Uh, then I also like like the talk about using the magic to protect Mare. I think it's so sweet and heartbreaking when Mare cries because it's the first time like somebody puts her first. Like I think it just startles her. It's the first time anybody uh, has fought for her. The yeah. whole exchange is so soft. And we get the first kiss. It used to be in five, but the place they wanted to put it in five was really weird. Jesse would have watched them make out and stuff. It's just strange. Honestly, 
he would have they should it. have they'd be like just walk <laughs> no actually never mind it's supposed to be when like mayor brings me back from the power and it's like yeah. it's he's right there so i like what it's was see i would i thought it would be funny but then i realized he would probably enjoy it and so then i'm like no, never mind saying, i take it back love it. he would love it he would probably make a and ruin the whole moment and you're like why are you still here jesse he was like, this is my you know what i mean like he could just be he's so bad at it nasty and nasty and the way man. they smile there's a way they smile halfway through the kiss it's just adorable dude this kiss is it's, it's a great kiss <laughs> It's insane. It's so good. The one performer of the week for it, and I think Wait, literally one of the best kisses of the show. Just saying. You know what's so Just funny. Saying. Are we saying this is the episode with both Mermia first kiss and Romitri first kiss? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, I forgot. The, mm-hmm. I forgot about Romitri. It's a great kiss episode. We get we get loads of relationship <laughs> stuff. In this I forget episode, when Dimitri's in the scene. I'm just like whoop. No, you can't too. see you can't see her obviously because you're hearing. But Carl, when I said it's a great case episode, just started nodding very encouragingly. Yeah, it, is great, it is a great case episode, except for uh, question because we need to move on because we have time restraints. But then we have Adrian. What a song! What an entrance! What a man! Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Adrian! Yeah, yeah. Why do you? Okay. I watched this the first time and I was so confused because I was like, who are we introducing? This, who is this man? This late, because I thought in my head, I was like, if we're going to have Adrian, he's either going to come in the end of season one or something, or he's going to come in the next season. If he's not in the first episode, at least. Yeah, it was the yeah. So I was like, if he's there aging everybody up, he could be in the Dominion, just wandering around. Or he could be in the last episode. Or he could be in season two. Like, I didn't think he'll just be smacked. I know she was like hinting at it, but for some reason, my brain was like, yeah, she's going to just like bypass the Vishkov and then. <laughs> You know, and then, and then, so like I just was like, he was just the way he was walking, the energy he brought. I was like, energy. No, the second time I watched it, I was like, wow, he really is Adrian Avishkov. Like you could just see it. I had no, I had no idea who this man was, but I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Right, it's so like, like I don't like Adrian in the books, but like the way that you could like I like I don't like him for like with Rose, like but as a character, I think he's so intriguing like he's terrible but like not in a but in a fun like, way in a fun, he's not like terrible as a jesse Seclos. yeah but he's terrible and like other things but he's so good i was like that was so, he's honestly annoying but in a fun way <laughs> i don't know like, i was like wow but like he's like he's also it's so funny the way he's dressed because then i was like that's adrian of like the way he's like, I know things. he's so preppy, but I think I'll change it later on and make him more like he was in White Lotus when he gets a bit away from the court and stuff. Um, it is very preppy. Oh, you said I preppy, think... and I said slutty. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, we're meaning the same thing. Um, uh, I was saying. Vevis is so Adrian, like the party is so him. Even though, like, did Lisa get the fact that it was poolside? Why is she wearing this? Like, how how did she expect? I think she, she was... wants to be extra. She's trying to rush, you know what I mean? She just got attacked. She's like running, you know. Are they also? I don't think she has a change of clothes. I think she just <laughs> gotta go. She's I don't like, think I she owns a bathing suit. <laughs> I don't think Lisa has any clothes actually. It's just all fun hats and dresses <laughs> and a uniform. Dishes <laughs> uniform. Um, they got Adrian's entrance spot on for me. Like, I especially like that shot in the mirror. Like, he looks very superficial and relaxed, but you can kind yeah. of figure out that he's putting himself together for like his persona. Like, it's kind yeah. of like acting. 
Um, so I like that. And I love all the bubbles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also never get used to Lisa being called Lady Vasilisa, like her full name. It's, Vasilisa. I love yeah. her. Oh, it's like when you put it together, Lady Vasilisa Jagmir and Rosemary Hathaway. I what know. is this? Why like, is their name so long? <laughs> I keep well, forgetting that like Rose's full name is Rose. Rosemary. Oh, by it. the way, Rosemary does this. And I was like, why did I just use her full name? And so did they use it in the show? Yeah. Have they used it in the show? And I, I just didn't so. notice. I don't think they've used it in the show. I don't but think. Janine, if Janine uses it, it's fine. Anybody that's else? What I, that's what I was at. Vasilisa just makes me think of Vaseline. Vaseline and also, it's, it's also kind of weird because even in the books, they call it the, like, Princess Vasilisa. So, like, it's hard. Yeah. It's weird listening, like, hearing lady instead of princess. Lady Vas- yeah. She's not a princess. Okay, calm down. She's and a princess in my heart. She's the baby. She's princess later. She's baby. But, um, no, I think it's so funny because he's, like, agent. Okay, I'm going to just rant about Not rant about it. But I think I just think his entrance was so iconic. And he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm so glad that you got inv- invited or whatever. After I died, I'm honored that you're crashing the party. I love that. Crashing the party, but I did fire the person who invited you. Like he's like, I did not want you to be here. But like, if you're here, oh, that's so funny. I didn't, I didn't remember that line. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is a great change, and I think it paid off. Yeah, and I think it's it's a great setup for the relationship they're building. I know some people have been thinking they might go the romantic way instead of with Rose. I hope they don't because I hate when you ruin. I didn't get romantic vibes. I got romantic vibes. I thought he was just trying to like tease her about whatever. Yeah, Yeah. like I love their platonic relationship. The whole cousins thing in the book, like how their family in a way. Like I I really like the relationship in the books, and then he talks to Rose, and I'm like, oh, he's also like, Yeah. yeah. So interesting their relationship in the books, but we can talk about that later. I don't want to keep bringing that up. But yeah, yeah. Also, if I was Dane Seclos, I would have been so confused why Liz- Vasilisa Dragomir wants to go to an Adrian Abishkov pool party. Vasilisa Dragomir. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he thought it was for networking reasons or because she's a kid and she wants to have a party or something. A kid? Excuse you. She is 1920. This is besides the point, but her earrings look like Jasmine's in Aladdin. <laughs> And I like how she's she's so cute and she's trying to manipulate him, but like she's not very good at it. And he's older and more confident and in control. And I think it's good that they show early that he's got like a good brain. Like mm-hmm. he's not a dummy. Oh, yeah. like, he's so yeah. okay. douche. She was so confident in herself too. She's so like, I got this. Was, like, like I did Mia, I did Jesse. Now Adrian, you're gonna be out of the spell. And she was way- like, I'm practically a pro. Yes. Oh, she did that one guy with the book. Basically, she is a pro, but like the way I knew it didn't work, even though I knew about like I knew it was gonna work in the first place. But if I was Lissa, I would have been so confused when he goes, Come again, and I'm like, Wait, because <laughs> like then I'm like, Because everybody else, they just yeah, like the way they like they show it is like they just stop, their eyes kind of glaze over or whatever, and they just do their thing. And for Adrian, he's still like himself, like he's not yeah. even trying to be like you know, like trying to like stop. He's literally just like, yeah, let's go. Let's go on the private tour. Like, I would have been like, listen, he's literally not acting normal. He's acting, you know, like, now he's completely yeah. acting like you're, he's tricking you, basically. He's so smart think, about it, too. Yeah, I, I think, like, he, um, like, she was just thinking that maybe he was a little bit more resistant to compulsion than other people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was so funny the way, he, the way he, he just went like, oh, that's interesting. Like... <laughs> 
He just wanted to make sure that like she did what he what he thought she had done. Mm-hmm. And then when he's confirmed, he's like, okay, this might be interesting. Yeah, let me show you. Yeah, I like that he breaks not because he's compelled, but because he recognizes a kindred spirit and yeah. it kind of intrigues him and he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I think Leo's facial acting yeah. here is really good. Because uh, um, so spirit, spirit, oh, sorry, spirit, no, it's okay. spirit users are like rare. So this is probably the first time he meets mm. another spirit user. Mm. So he's just he's just very intrigued about the whole situation. Now There's a sort of recognition sorry. that lights up Leo's face very well. Like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I see you. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, but I also think um, it's so interesting. Because like you said, the spirit users are really rare. And we have three just walking around <laughs> the Dominion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's just it's a coincidence. Uh, it's a coincidence. It's a no, coincidence. but okay. But... To be fair, this is the episode I think where we get the most use out of everybody's spirit thingy. Because mm. first of all, we have the healing and the compulsion from Lissa. We have mm-hmm. um, later on the dream walking from Adrian. And then we also have Sonia's aura thing. So like you see all the different ways spirit is used and like how it's different for everybody. And let me just say something. I think it's cool that spirit has like 500 uses and like everybody else has one basic power. I'm just saying. Spirit has like two, like they have like so many like variations of like how to use spirit. And everybody else just has fire, water. You know, I'm like, <laughs> so boring. You're like lame. <laughs> more. Why can't you like, I don't know. Yeah. Do more with I feel your like power. we could have different uses for the other elements too. And that's why they have to have the darkness because spirit is so like OP. <laughs> They're like, yeah. it's so bad. I'm like, can do anything like even mind control is in the question like it's and just like you're just depressed but at least you have like really cool powers exactly. well to be fair if you like find somebody who's like dying and you bring them back yeah you can just you share the put your depression onto them yeah you're like i'm good they need help you know yeah i would do that i'd find some random guy on the street not tell him anything go kill him and then bring him back <laughs> you do the murder no goodbye <laughs> It makes me kind of sad, and I think it also, like, I have a lot of fondness for Adrian in later books, and I think it kind of binds to that. To think that, like, he's been researching all this beautiful art all alone and gathering it, not able to show yeah. it or talk about it to anyone, like, I think that's kind of heartbreaking. I don't think and he I wants to. if one day they'll find the missing panels. Mm-hmm. I also have a note that says, Lisa, stop touching the art with your hands. Okay, no, yeah. he literally says, like, a private collection. He's like, I put this well-preserved. He's really rare very rare and she's like wow <laughs> beautiful so nice. like she has her head all over it like all of her dna like, lissa have you ever been to a museum <laughs> right yeah did you not touch something he literally was talking about how it's so nice like even if you compelled him which you didn't he, <laughs> i would have been mad too i would be like bro like this is art yeah he has no respect for respect for the arts i love the dynamic right. and i love <laughs> I love the way he says, sure, we'll get you that drink now. Uh, yeah. she was like, 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 it's just like, okay, now that we've established, we are both extremely rare magic users and probably the only person who we know that like that. Can we, can we Well, they, they haven't established it because Lisa still doesn't know about him, but he has established it in his he head. He has established <laughs> it. Well, okay, but also I think it's interesting when he says, can we get that drink now? Because in his head, that's like how you control spirit, you know, because Adrian doesn't know how to control his spirit thingy. So he's like, yeah. drinking? gonna help i don't know i think alcoholism is a pretty good way to control it yeah <laughs> yeah that's the way he does it depressing with being drunk all the time yeah 
he's so he's so funny though but also okay i always think it's so funny that even if he's drunk out of his mind the man knows how to dream walk so like a pro i guess the one thing yeah. he can't like he's like i don't know how to do compulsion i don't know how to do healing i'm not that strong but i can walk in your dreams in my mind he's good at dream walking Mm-hmm. Because spirit taps into parts of their personalities. So he's good at dreamwalking because dreamwalking is like painting a picture. And you're painting mm-hmm. the picture for somebody else and he's a painter. And meanwhile, Lisa is good at healing because Lisa is a carer and is somebody who always worries for other people. And then Sonia is very intuitive and she's somebody who kind of has like a, a lot yeah. of, she feels a lot about how other people's reflection of themselves onto her and things like this so she sees auras very well so i think i I like to connect it to how their mental like their their mind palace works and stuff like this i think it's yeah probably why it's reflected like that so i love that he's so good at that and then talking about sonia we have a really big scene for her which is tatiana is being again an absolute mastermind and pushing all of sonia's buttons in the worst ways it's a nice touch that they show sonia's grief through the lack of makeup and like the way she's dressed which is much more natural and simpler and then tatiana calls Mikael incompetent uh, which my note for this is what a bitch uh, <laughs> yeah. but it really brings out the fire in sonia which i think is nice to see because we we think of her as this meek mild infantilized woman but no no like she can be fierce and she can attack if she needs to it's just that she's been babied her whole life this is um, where I was like i support tatiana but i do not like i'm like you know supporting her from like three countries behind like i'm not getting near this like she was crazy like i was like i'm on sonia's side and i love sonia so much and i also think sonia is very like even though she's like a main character she's very um underrepresented or like she's like not very she's underrated you know so she's like Mm -hmm. nobody's like paying attention to this girl and I'm like Sonia's so good see okay I say this all the time I she was my favorite character but then as soon as she turned Sergoy they like really dropped the ball on her they did did. so I just forgot about her you run out of time I think and I'm hoping that like in season two we can put more of a focus on her if they they needed 15 episodes yeah yeah they needed 22 you know 22 (laughs) 40 minute episodes Really, really, yeah. I did. Um, but that's not important. So, but like, I okay. The thing is, I know why Tatiana did that. But also, the thing is, Tatiana targeting Sonia is Sonia was a threat. Like she was getting all this information mm-hmm. and like playing the politics and like, um, you know, just being so like good at what she's doing. Yeah, and Sonia was doing research on the Strugoi too. Like she was gonna she uncover so well. stuff. Huh? Sonia was doing a little too good actually. And then Tatiana yeah. was like, "Wait a minute, I don't know <laughs> where she came from." I thought Mia was supposed to be here, but she's, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta push her down. We gotta, yeah, she's on my toes. So, like, that's what Tatiana was doing. She was like, we gotta get rid of her to go undermine Victor because Sonia's a little too good, you know, being on his side. But at the same time, I'm like, it's just like, you could have, why are you gonna poke the bear, you know? I know. (laughs) Why did you have to do that? There's so much gaslighting going on in this this scene. Okay, wait, there's a line that I really like. Again, this is like a book thing too. Well, she goes, maybe Mikhail should be behind a desk. You know, he should have been behind a desk. Like, he was not that good for Guardian. And I'm thinking about, like, Mikhail in the books because he was behind a desk for, like, years. Mm-hmm. Because um, he was hunting down, he was hunting down Strigoi Sonia. And they were like, bro, like, what are you doing with your life? Get behind a desk. And, like, you know, and, like, that's, like, everybody's worst nightmare as a Guardian is to be behind a desk. Which, okay, first of all, if I was a Guardian, I would love to be behind a desk. Because I don't want to fight Strigoi's. <laughs> 
Like, I want to be behind desk and just do paperwork all the time. If the other option is literally risking my life, fighting this figure, or being with Jesse Seclos, you know? <laughs> like, I want to do paperwork or doing that. <laughs> but, like, this to them, it's like a, it's like a death sentence. And so, like, Mikhail in the book, she's doing that. And then this one, there, she's like, maybe she should have been a desk job. And so he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is literally the worst thing you could have said to me. Okay? Because he was such a good guardian. I don't care if he's dead. He was such a good guardian. Point blank, period. That's it. She's so loyal, even deaf. I just, I love him. She's gotta defend this man, even if he's dead. She's like, you're just crazy. But the way she was gaslighting her, I was like, I was like, I what are you, what are you saying? You just, you did this. It was all you, Tatiana. Like, she was so satisfying to like see Sonia attack her. Like, Sonia just jumped out full feral animal, and I was like, yes! <laughs> do it! Do it! <laughs> I don't think Sonia's used to, like, the political, you know, words. You know what I mean? <laughs> political, like, the political world, duh. Where she's like, that was just so mean! And then Victor's like, mm, it's just politics. And she's like, no! It literally was just an attack! <laughs> but it hurt my feelings. She's like, what about Mikhail's death? Like, that was actually important. Was yeah. it? I'm sorry, then, Mikhail. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Then we have, I love how, like, they have the perimeter fires. And I love how Dimitri's like, oh, that's a good idea. But do they do anything? Or does it just keep the trigger? Maybe it's for It gives them, them something to jump over. Yeah. We have to jump. Uh, but, like, maybe it forces them to come from up high. Um, I love the way <laughs> my note is the way he says maybe you need this five rose please someone sedate me Sukiri uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that speaks to my heart that was, I was like that was the line <laughs> no that's your Peyton that's your Peyton thing right now someone sedate yeah I'll do anything to make it stop he's so gone for him for her poor boy and I love the way she says thank you like the tiniest of thank yous like okay thanks uh, I also love the song that plays. It's such a, a great app for music, uh, this episode. Like, it has so much good music. And I like the superposition of... That was... I did not English, right? I like the superposition of Tatiana talking about the faithless when the guardians are out there protecting people and fighting. And Adrienne and Lisa, especially Lisa with, like, the darkness in her eyes. I think this whole sequence is really well done. Mm -hmm. To see the different types of darkness they're spreading. Um, Strigo, evil spirit, and then the violence with Dane and Jesse. Um, like, it's kind of reaching a paroxysm. And we get to see Rose taken out a bit by the darkness, which is good. And, like, she gets that violence um, come through, like she does in book three, which I think was really nice, I think, to do that. Um, so I, I just like this, love this whole sequence. And I love that we get, also, we see Sasha's dad die, and then she immediately comes back to fight. Like, she doesn't even take a breath. She just leaves immediately and comes to help Rose fight, um, which is, like, really powerful. Like, she's fully dedicated um, to protecting her people. And I like that she offers a weapon and, like, brings Rose back in the way Mikael might have uh, if he had been there uh, from the violence. And we have, of course, Sonia attacking Tatiana during that moment. Um, and unfortunately, it's satisfying for us, but it's Sonia playing into Tatiana's hands, exactly what she wanted. And finishing that whole sequence with these amusing, amazing music and like the back-to-back -back shot of Romy Tree and stuff like this, with the boot tap at the end, is such, like, it's so masterful to me. Um, 
I have some questions about the boot tab, but I'll let you talk about all this first and then we can cover them. Well, to, to talk about the boot tab, we can, because I think it's a Mikhail thing. I think it's a Tanner and Rose thing, to be honest. Yeah, is it a Tanner yeah. thing? Is it like a thing they do? Or is this that Mikhail does with like his sisters and so he took the mm -hmm. habit of doing it with it Rose could be as that. well? Maybe, yeah. I think it's like a Mikhail thing, doing it with Rose. And then Sasha, because we established that Sasha was there earlier, you know, probably with Mikhail, she probably picked it up and was like, you know, that's like the thing they do, you know? When she's like, she's like sorry, I'm so, I was so mean to you. Let's like tap boots. Yeah, she's like, you forgot about it. Yeah. Tap boots. I, I like yeah. the idea that it's something that they do, like, um, Mikhail and Sasha do as siblings, and then he started doing it with, with Rose because he kind of saw her He's also as like a sibling. little sister. Yeah, that's kind of my, my thing. So I, 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 I do like that idea, and then like the two of them doing it in that moment because it's like you are part of this family, even if we're not yeah. related by blood. Like, and it's, yeah. it's kind of like forgiveness. Like, I know I said mm -hmm. awful things, but we're still, you and me, we're still together. And I'm, yeah. and I'm grateful that you like did this and you allow me to be with my father in his last moments. Yeah, and yeah. like she's connecting. She's connecting Rose to Mikael through that tab, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I think also, okay. Really nice. Talking about the Tatiana and Sonia thing, did we expect, like, okay, I think that Tatiana, yeah, she was expecting Sonia to probably do something, but I don't think it would have been attacking her. I think she thought, like, Sonia would, like, walk away or, like, cry or something. No, I think she expected cry. a breakdown or, like, some sort of meltdown. We, I mean, she we got a meltdown. Seen, we way. have seen Tatiana, like, she's very intelligent and very, like, smart yeah. and cunning. So she might, I don't know if she knows exactly about spirit and like, or Sonia's having spirit in particular, but um, like, I think she might, like she knows way too much to not know a little bit of what goes, what's going on with spirit. Yeah, she does know a little bit. And also, okay, no, but oh yeah, but I don't know, Sonia just like was crazy. I love it. I loved her. She was like, like I love the women are unhinged. The women are unhinged. And you know what? Good for them. Yeah. Um, the men are yeah men the men are boring in this show i'm sorry real real dimitri who he's so all of his acting is in his face like he's such a face actor like what is he what is so, his lines Kieran's a good actor it's just dimitri's very like a very like internal character rather That's than an I'm external saying. character so and i don't want to do the work to like make yeah, stuff up for him break, like, i want to and break what you're feeling down like just tell me yeah just go crazy like sonia dimitri, you know use your words <laughs> please express yourself express Thank yourself you. all we need is emotion okay exactly mm -hmm. anyway, moving also, on this is unrelated but <laughs> after the boot tap with sasha and rose and knowing sasha would come back in episode 10 i did a prediction bingo grid uh for episode 10 one of which was sasha and rose knock boots now I did not realize <laughs> what that meant. <laughs> and everybody was like in the tweets and so it was like, you think Sasha and Rose are gonna have sex? And I was like, no! You should have said tap or something. Well, that okay, wait, that's still not good. Oh, tap is <laughs> I met. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound sexual. I mean, they literally just like- Just say, do a, they have a boot tap. That's so much better. <laughs> Words, not tapping, knocking boots. Like, that's everybody like, was yeah. so confused and they didn't know what it meant. I was like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> and now you know. Now well, you I think we've honestly, maybe... knocking boots is such an American thing to say, it's... that's so <laughs> American. I know, which is why I don't know it. I, and I was, I was just like, I just meant it's so lame that it's so lame that it's like, no. yeah, 
I think yeah. it's just so stupid because we have other words. We have so many words to describe it. We, we, we have say- so many euphemisms for sex. <laughs> if you guys really do, why can't you just say have sex with normal people? No, there's a there's a country song called Knocking Boots, and it's no, just a bunch sure. of different. I didn't know. I think America's very weirdly prude about that. Saying that we're so yeah. prude, and yet, and yet, we talk about it so much. I know, no. in so many different ways. When we just when don't like not, to see it. When you're not allowed to talk about something, you want to talk about it even more, so you find ways around it. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I agree. You are prude. Moving on, guys. Yeah. Speaking of our contract, we have Lisa and Sonia. Uh, Lisa with like the the blend, the earth blend. She's so cute. Yeah, she's so funny. Just passing out. And then we have Sonia like coming back to herself. And Robert once again is is hurt, not seen. Mm-hmm. Worrying about appearances, and uh, more than really, Sonia herself is like, "What will people say? What will people think?" Instead of like, "Is she alright? Does she need help?" Um, and Victor is more like, I think, hen- ha- is having more of a guilt reaction. Like he thinks guilty that he neglected his child, mm-hmm. and he feels like he led her there, in a way. The you way know, he says about it, I, don't know. I agree with the first half with the Robert thing, because Robert was very like, "She looked like a feral animal," and I'm like, "That's your daughter." Yeah. <laughs> Even they said feral as something, and I'm like, that's your daughter, Sonia. She had a moment. <laughs> yeah, she why she's acting that way? Because her boyfriend just died. Like, you know, give her some grace. She's but with grieving. Robert, Victor, with Victor, I don't think I think some of it is guilt, but I think some of it's concern. Because he was like, I look away, like he was like, I look away, and now you're attacking Tatiana. And yeah, like I know how's that- it gonna affect his campaign? Yeah, well, that too. But like, I think it's also like, what's going on? Are you yeah. okay? Like. He was like, I felt so bad that I couldn't be there. But at the same time, he was so busy trying to do Ugh. stuff. Victor's relationship yeah. with his daughters makes me want to scream. So it's so yeah. good. I love it. I just think, just like, I I don't know. It's such a weird, like, line because you know where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't think he's at that, like, line where he's, like, thinking about his campaign more than his daughter. I think he's, like, just trying to be, like. It's like that m- middle ground where he still yeah. hasn't, like, fully stepped over to the dark side so yet. Yeah. No, Victor, right look now. at me. This isn't you. <laughs> this isn't you, Victor. Be a dad. Anyway, moving on again. Moving on, we have Mason's dad, who's back, who's a sucker. I hate him so much. Uh, but it's cool that they bring him back and show him actually doing like the the stuff he does to get money. And we have Sasha's death. Which why is Dimitri standing so close to Rose's back? It's very easy because he has to be discreetry, and he's <laughs> totally doing a good job of it. I love I love his whole exchange and like how anxious and angry Dimitri is because he's worried because he loves her and he's so frustrated that like he'll do whatever it takes to be close to her. He's like I don't understand it. I'm like, sir, you're in her personal space. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) again, you can stand right next to her. Why are you right behind her? Like it's so. He's so in love with it. So nice. He is, and like you can see him breaking because like he knows she's right. He knows it's bad, and he agrees with her, and so he decides to break his faith to the laws and to the rules and stuff to protect her. And it's like, ugh, you're so it's gone. The, it's the little things, because he can't do a lot. So he's like, I'll just stand really close to her and hope she gets it. <laughs> We're in love like that. She smells my perfume. <laughs> he got a new one for her. He probably did. Probably did. But they have such, like, electricity. Uh, like, they don't need to do anything. They're just standing there, and I'm like, yeah. All they have yep, to do yep, is yep. breathe, and it's like, <gasps> <Yeah>. invented romance. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then we have one of my personal favorites, I think, <laughs> overall. Lisa playing it's with so her cute. bubbles. It's uh, such a cute thing. Adorable. She's so baby. I she doesn't it. understand he's got spirit too, but this is dreamwalking. And I think that's really cool that they show dreamwalking like this. Yeah, because yeah. like they, they introduce that idea that it's like that it feels really real. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like a dream. And then it's Which like it will be interesting in future seasons. Like, was it a dream walk? Was it an actual thing that happened? Like mm-hmm. But also dream walk is just like I don't know. But like, okay, I just think it's so funny when Adrian's like, Don't smoke that, that's a little strong. And she knocks out and she's like, God. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But, but it's like he's so fond of her already. Yeah. But yeah. who wouldn't be? I was about to yeah. say, like, look at that face. No, but okay. How did he did he go to sleep at the middle of his party to like yeah, He's like, I'm gonna knock out too. And, like, then, and then he left. He left her there and just went away. And then came back. He can't control sleep. Is this, is this what's happening? He can control his sleep. He's like, let me just sleep. And then I don't just... know. Did he, did he kick everyone out? Did he, did he just <laughs> let her sleep there in the couch? I think he just, just let her sleep there through the night, and then he just woke her up later. That's but weird. I think Cleo does really, really <laughs> well with the facial acting when she realizes he's the spirit user too. Like, there's a lot of emotion and a little smile. Like, he's very, you can feel he's touched. Like, they're both touched and moved mm-hmm. by this. And yeah. it's kind of like a sibling sort of relationship of, like, kindred spirits where they... But also, it's so embarrassing because, like, she's probably thinking, wait, so I didn't compel you? She might not know that. She might not know that you're, like, you know you can it's not that you cannot compel spirit users it's that it's a lot harder because yeah. they're like more like they're not like, immune not completely immune but they're like they um they have like natural they're more resistance. Yeah, they're yes, they're resistance. that's the word i was looking for thank you and um but it's just yeah, so- I, she, I don't think she'd realize it in that moment it's like oh he probably i think she was out of it she probably realized later Oh yeah, well, yeah. When she's like at home and thinking, and she's yeah, like, she probably was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the, in that moment, in that moment, she was too worried, like to like be yeah. focus on him being a spirit user. Like, yeah, yeah, she's like, "Wait, you dream walk? That's so cool." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Cute little thing between them. Mm-hmm. But I do like. Um, I was like, I really like how they did introduce Adrian. Like, it's just such a good way of showing, like, yeah. and also. It's not like because in the books it's based off him and Rose. Like that's the relationship. That's the main mm-hmm. one with Adrian. But this one's like, no, it's gonna be with Lissa because mm-hmm. they're literally like kindred spirits. And, and it makes have... more sense. It, it makes does. a lot more sense. They're, they're much more connected than he ever could be with Rose. Yeah, because yeah, he basically was just like stalking Rose. Like <laughs> he was stalking. Please Lisa. love me. It was so creepy. Like leave her alone. <laughs> Get away from her. She thinks she's like a student and he's an adult. But yeah, know. and this yeah. one anyway. Lissa seeked him out for information. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know? Like and I like that. Like Lisa once again is molding her own destiny by mm-hmm. bringing Adrian in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we have a smart move from Dimitri when he's like protecting Rose and Sasha, and I like his little emotional breath when she asks why. Uh, it's still my favorite scene of this. Like she says why in the sense why did you lie, and he doesn't answer, and everything just plays out on his face. Um. And I think that that works really, really, really well. He yeah. says like- so much with so little. I'm a but self also, Rose. It's, it's so nice that he's the one that spoke like it's not nice because he has to get punished for it, but like his punishment would probably be less extreme than if Rose like, yeah, she's dead. You know what I mean? Because she has more to lose. She could get expelled, she can get like all they said. But the way he says it, he's like, Yeah, she's dead. Like they're like, Okay, we trust this guardian over this novice. But I also like the way he says he was like, 
stand down novice and I'm like bro are you gonna tell everybody the truth yeah I know me too that was scary I was like I don't know yeah. I was shocked when I watched that I was like oh my god he's lying <laughs> oh my <laughs> god that was literally me I was like oh my god he's crazy like why <laughs> at all what about duty Dimitri yeah, my, my duty is to Rose now I was like watching you talk about duty this whole episode and now you're like no she's dead R.I.P. you know three tanners gone <laughs> <laughs> the whole family yeah. wiped out wiped out <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace of the of bloodline yeah you know then we have the ending scene uh, for which my notes I have many notes but the first ones are the mark the heat the ice cubes the blowing on the skin <laughs> <laughs> this build up was insane that's what? what's normal. Why, why is yes. she so undressed? Why is the ice cube going halfway through her back? Like, it's not needed. Like, what is happening? Why is Demetrius oh, wow. doing the most? He's like, he's like, this is the only time I'll be this close to her. Like, I have to savor it. No, okay. Okay, fun fact. This is a fun little story. The first time I watched this episode, because I didn't wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. The first time I watched it was on campus. I was on campus. I was in the cafeteria. So, like, everybody should walk by. So my, the second I saw them, like, he was, like, she was, like, half naked, I just, like, dimmed my brightness down, so I could not see anything, and I just read the words, and there was no words, because they were just naked, <laughs> and so, like, I didn't know, I didn't see the full effect, right, uh-huh. I didn't see, like, the buildup. Today, I rewatched it for the second time, and the thing is, I was rushing, because we have this podcast to record, so I missed the buildup again. <laughs> I saw like you you were watching 16 minutes before we started I was like okay let's continue close but okay yeah I was like okay like I don't then I come back and they're making out again and I'm like why do I keep missing it and now I you need to like, go back and watch that scene on your own yeah I have yeah, to just watch that experience it yeah and like yeah and really breathe it in because you need, you I, need it took forever for them yeah. to kiss yeah I like I, I just love that moment when, like, the song is singing the anticipation, and you're all like, "Yes, yes, for exactly." But song high is delicious. I love that song, and I like that. And like, they did a little. This is kind of funny. I like that they did a little sequencing where you see them getting closer and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you see Mamiya cuddling, which I love. It's super, super cute. And then you see Christian holding a little unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. No, hey. about his girlfriend. It is so funny that like him and Lisa have this big moment, and then he, the next episode he's all alone with the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, like Mermia's cuddling. They're being super cute. You guys, wait! There was a Mermia scene and a Christian scene in the middle of this makeout. Yeah, yeah. I missed that whole part too. Mermia cuddles, which is adorable. And then Christian looks at a unicorn like a loser. Yeah, yeah, and then he's they're making on some steps, and he's looking at his unicorn all sadly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but to be like, okay, back to the Romitri Chris, because they're just losers over there. Like Christian being a loser, but like, okay, I thought they were gonna get together a lot later in the show, <laughs> so I was actually surprised. I was mm-hmm, like, me wow. too. I thought he would step away, but like yeah, they would right. almost kiss, and he'd step away. A part of me wanted that, but also seven, like episode seven, is a masterpiece. So yeah. Like to me, it makes sense in this because um, like there's we only have ten episodes. If they wanted to show like anything with Romitri, it would have to be like at some point after the half point of the season, mm-hmm. or we wouldn't have gotten anything. And like yeah, yeah. Though I saw I some have... people asking for like a like a sex scene, and I'm like, no, no, that, that was too a little early. early. That was way way too early. Like calm down. Yeah. Way too early. Yeah. We need to build it up. We need to build yeah. it up. Yeah. 
but with only but with only but 10 also, episodes the kid was a good move yeah it was and i remember being very confused about their position like they're both kneeling but i hadn't like the whole position thing like the angle i remember being confused mm-hmm. how did they do that yeah <laughs> at first and i only realized much later but bernie's I also love the way he wraps his arm around her back. I don't know why. I really like that. I remember we <laughs> You're going to go over this- every single frame of this moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I remember we were all desperate to know what came next. And that when episode seven started and did not pick right back up, we were like, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this, this whole frame, frame by frame, uh, this sequence. And I think they did really great. And uh, the chemistry is wonderful. The and chemistry like is so strong. It's like yeah. electric. I was like watching that. But literally watching it, you're like holding your breath. It's like, <laughs> I don't even care about Dimitri like this, but like. No, me neither, but still. Still. Yeah. yeah. Like the power of their chemistry to make me no, care she, about him. Peyton is sending her love. Wait. Peyton Pey- says she sends her love about this scene in particular. We know she oh. loves it. We know she loves Kieran. Mm-hmm. Currently, she's mm-hmm. focused on the Avatar guy. But the Avatar still- guy. <laughs> <laughs> still, you know, still, it's just thoughts for Peyton in this, in this. Yeah, scene, rest in peace. Lost it. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, such a good scene. Okay, right. but you know what I was gonna say? You no. know, so sad. Shows get canceled so frequently lately that we just don't get really good slow burns anymore. Yeah, no, and it hurts. it hurts. Which is why we need Vampire Academy back. Give it back. I know, but there's no like real slow burn because they no, have. No, in Lockwood and Co. There is a slow burn that's happening, and oh like... no, there's I don't no watch burn. Netflix Actually, shows. In this, in this episode, in this show, Meredith and me get together really fast. Yeah. Christian and Lisa. Christian and Lisa. Episode two. Immediately. <laughs> Which I appreciate because they go through so much, and it's so funny. Yeah. Jesse and Silva start the other way around. <laughs> the slow burn is at the end. <laughs> No, but yeah. like I think it's so funny with Christian and Lissa because I'm like, you, they packed so much in this one tiny little relationship in 10 episodes. It's more conflict. The, their conflict is half the show. Like, it's so funny. I love yeah. that for them. When, when we cover episode 8, we're going to have a field trip. We need to talk about I love episode 8. It. It's one of my we favorites. Even, but we're going to have a field trip with Dragozera. I yeah. love how a lot of people don't like episode 8, but like all the Dragozera people eight. are like, <laughs> I love episode 8. There's just one scene in episode 8 that I don't like. I think episode but 8 I- is fine. It's I don't particularly favorites. love it. I don't particularly hate it. It's fine. It's good. I, like it. I yeah. really like it. It exists. Uh, uh, episode 8 has a very good scene of Christian and Mare that I like. So Okay. But, but yeah. Okay, what was your performance of the week? Yes. Oh, um, um, I think the best performance of this week. Is I have to give it to, and I don't want to give it to him. but It's, it's Kieran, of- right? <laughs> No, it's Adrian. It's Leo. Oh, is it Leo? I agree. Leo. He like he literally was, was a scene stealer. He was a yeah. scene stealer. That's he, my he stole the show in with his like few scenes for sure. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. I was between him and, and Cece because she also did a really good job with like the emotional thing. For so, me it's Kieran. Really? Yeah. Well, he did, he what did he What did he do? Did he I feel like there was a lot of facial and emotional <laughs> yeah, acting without true. talking a lot in this episode, and that he conveyed a lot without talking. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it was Kieran for me this episode. I'll go with this before. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with um, Leo's performance, just because yeah, I did. I had no idea who Adrian was, and I was like, oh, I'm invested. 
So yeah, it's you... getting big now, and I hope that yeah. when we get season two, because we will, uh, yeah. we can we exist a... in a, a vacuum. Season two is happening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Like in my head, it's we will we will be meeting on fifteenth of September to watch the premiere. <laughs> yes. Okay, September is a little too soon because they're still not together. But like, we're gonna get a season two episode. Yes, we're we gonna will. get it. And also, I'm organizing a meetup for the finale in London, and you're getting your American butts over there, so it needs to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, that's how it's Um, So we did performance mm-hmm. of the week. Um, Should we wrap up? And next, what's ne- you? next week is Max's birthday. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. next week is Max's birthday. Yes. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. We still hope Happy you'll come birthday. back in whatever yeah. form you come in. Rest in peace. As a ghost, <laughs> as a flashback, <laughs> as anything. <laughs> Happy birthday. We hope you're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're thankful for Mikael. You could have chemistry with a doorknob. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just, you know. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's we not love a lie. you. Um, mm-hmm. Which song are we singing? Oh. Good question. I don't know. Did we talk about it? No. 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 We were too, too sad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what Don't happened? Think about this kisses. Episode? There's a lot of kisses. <laughs> yeah, Do ice, ice think, baby. Do you think kiss me by Ed Sheeran? Then I kissed a girl. No, no, ice, ice, oh, also. Awesome. No, no what? It's so good because it's the ice at the end. Which one? I don't know that song, but I can support you for it. I'm not singing it. No, <laughs> me neither. But we can just say goodbye. Like no, we people. sing. No, There's always can... a song, Theo. I I I, ki- I kissed a girl. I kissed a girl. It's a good idea, Luna. I kissed a girl. I think it's a good idea. I like tea. Tastes of her cherry chapstick. I kissed a girl just to try it. I hope, I hope my boyfriend don't mind, don't mind it. it. Yeah, that fits <laughs> so well. Actually, Fletcher has an excellent remix of this song, which yes. is called Girls, 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 and I love it. Yes, I yeah. love it too. Amazing song. Okay, we're done on time. Okay. Goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.